The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. This is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Good morning, everyone. Rise and shine. Sarah Gonzalez filling in for Doc Thompson. Sorry, you're stuck with me again. But, but... I have a special guest today, Jason Buttrell. Special. In yes. the house. <laughs> like short bus special is what I meant. You're right. I knew that. I knew, exactly. I knew we were going to see what you were doing there, Sarah. How are you, Jason? Wow. How do you, I don't know how Doc does this every morning. Right? This is like it's an insane. Early. For everyone that's awake right now listening, I give you much props. That's, that's what that's, that's what I told them uh, last week. I was just like, I don't know why you guys are awake. I mean, please listen. But I don't know why you're awake right now. Why are you awake? So, but bonus though, yeah. My daughter who just got her license. Actually, uh-huh. I I caught her busted hardcore. She was awake three forty five this morning, <gasps> talking to Uh-oh. a male sounding uh- voice. Uh-oh. Nothing bad. It's not like I eavesdropped in for like ten or twenty but minutes. Three forty. Nothing good but happens at three forty five. <laughs> nothing good happens at three forty. But awake. But although she was on a PlayStation. So she was hmm. doing nerdy stuff, but I mean, still. You think, you think nerds can't uh, get into trouble? Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Leave me be. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, Jason was also saying that he was watching Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Dude, last night. Right? I don't know where that came from. But <laughs> So I was like scrolling through Amazon. Uh-huh. And actually, I was scrolling through Amazon to find an episode of something that we're going to talk about later uh-huh. with the uh, NFL stuff with Trump. Yes. So just to tease that for later. Yes. I was yes. looking for something on there. But I ran across old school Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's, That's funny. It still holds up, surprisingly. Does it? Yeah. I, 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 See, that's interesting because a lot of times, uh, you know, you'll be like, oh, man, I, that was such a good movie. I watched it when I was really young or like that movie was really scary. And then you rewatch it and you're like, this sucks. So, yeah, <laughs> what the, was I thinking? The scary stuff is weird, though. Like, yeah. I remember like I, I used to watch like Candyman. Candyman scared the crap out of me. It's a terrible a movie. It's not good. <laughs> it's, it's not good. But like, there's this weird thing, like everything that like my wife and I both love to watch like horror movies, Yeah. but they're, they're just not scary anymore. And it's actually yep. like, it's like science. So I looked this up and scary movies are no longer scary anymore because I think around like 20, I think it said like 21, 22, it's surprisingly late, but sometime around then your brain ha- makes it like a, a, a switch. So before that, really? your brain processes like scary movies and all that stuff as if it's real. Now, like, you know huh. it's not, but your brain subconsciously translate it as this is, like, really happening. Wow. So that's why things were so much more scarier, even when you were, like, 18, 19. Right. They were just more But now, us old fogies. Interesting. Your brain does this, like, I don't know, like a chemical change or whatever, and just doesn't process information as, as, as it used to. Wow. But that's really interesting. Kind of like what I learned today. Type, yeah, uh, it is. Fact. By the way, get in your tweets using yeah. the hashtag what hashtag. I learned today. Uh, you can also tweet me at Sarah Gonzalez TX and Jason, what is it, at Jason Buttrell? Yep. Okay. That wasn't taken. Lucky you. Mine. Can you imagine that? Yeah, there's like... <laughs> 
I assumed you only know, one Jason Butchell in the world. I thought I was going to have to do like at Jason Butchell, one, two, five, one, two, nine <laughs> star something because there's just so many of them out there. Yeah. Mine was either uh, at Sarah Gonzalez TX or at Sarah Gonzalez one, two, three. And I chose there's a lot the, of Sarah uh, Gonzalez's out there. Uh, it was already taken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jason, there are a lot of Sarah Gonzalez. Hey, I wasn't implying. What are you trying to say? Nah, I was not. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Supreme Court. Supreme Court came down with a, a few uh, decisive things and a few not, not so, so decisive. I mean, if you want to call it a decision, we can call it a decision. But the wedding cake, the gay wedding cake. And I just want to I want to kind of refresh everyone's memory on this particular case, because I think that some of the facts kind of got lost in translation. A lot of people go around saying, uh, you know, well, a gay person can't be, they're being denied a cake. They can't be denied a cake. That's, that's discrimination. Well, in this particular case, the wedding cake company told them they were welcome to buy any of the generic, you know, whatever cakes that they had out on display already baked, anything like that, that they could still purchase a cake from their particular store. They just wouldn't do the custom design. All right. And I think that that's important to note because I think that that gets lost a lot and everyone's like, you know, well, soon, no, you know, gay, gay people are going to try to go into stores. They're not going to be allowed in stores and all that. No, that's not actually what's going on. Just FYI. But yes, can I start this conversation here? Okay. So before we get in, before we get into that, uh-huh. um, so do you think that it's against the Constitution to say gay people cannot go into the store, or let's say black people cannot go into the store, right. or Jews can't go into the store? Right. That's is that against one. the Constitution? Now I would argue that it's not. I don't think it is. I, yeah, I, I, I would say it that is. it's not. So like, for, uh, but I don't think that that means that it shouldn't. That that should be the way that it is. Like I still think that we should have some kind of law that we don't discriminate to a certain extent. I would argue against that. Actually, I would disagree. I would say that that is the, so there are, there are bad people out there. There are bigoted people out there. And if you want to be bigoted, go by all means, like uh, under a system, under a free market system, you will get your due under that system. Right now. There's a reason like a lot of people like uh, try to tie in like the LGBT elemental P mm-hmm. uh, movement to uh, the civil rights movement, which yeah. is just stupid in my complete right. ridiculous. Yes. But there's a reason why Jim Crow back in the day had to be, you had to attach laws on the end of that Jim Crow laws, mm-hmm. because if it wasn't law mandatory segregation, then they're really, they're, they're, it would have been dealt with. Like right. those, yeah. those, those um, institutions, those stores and stuff would have been thrown out of business. They would not have made it because the free market would have dealt with them. So they had to make it law so that they would survive. It's the same thing today. Like we do not need like, let's say for instance, I'm, I'm a church. I, my denomination's church of Christ. Mm-hmm. Very, very strict. Mm-hmm. Like you, I remember going to summer camp back in the day. If you date, you couldn't dance. You can't dance. Really? You can't use instruments. Everything's you can't acapella. Use instruments. All acapella. Because you can't use it- instruments. Is you can't use instruments because you might like feel the rhythm and start to dance? Maybe. <laughs> Why can't you use Oh, oh but there's choreography. You, what? you could do choreography. You just can't dance. Okay, that's bizarre. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, 
Yeah, it's, but anyway, so the point is it was very, very strict. But if I want to be, I don't know, like a sporting goods store, mm-hmm. I own a sporting goods store, but I only want to serve you know, people from my denomination, Church of Christ. Well, it's obviously a very small denomination, mm-hmm. so I'm going to be pretty poor. But right, under right. The, But in this country, land of the free, home of the brave, if I want to have a store that only caters to the people that I want to cater to, I should have that, that right and freedom. See, I go back and forth on this because, yes— while I agree with you, some, I mean, I feel like to a certain extent, like whenever, you know, we had uh, real civil rights issues, it was kind of the majority way of thinking that, well, whites were better. And so what if we got to a certain point where we, I mean, it really was the majority of people were just like, yeah, we don't really like the gays. We're not going to serve them. I mean, what if we got to that point and then it wasn't, the, I mean, the free market was operating, but it wasn't really operating morally. I mean, what, what would, you know, what would happen then? I still think the, I still think the invisible hand would deal with that. I really do. I mean, I can't imagine even, even back during the, you know, fifties and early sixties, I can't imagine like if there weren't, like I said, if there weren't actual laws, if there weren't actual Jim Crow laws that mm-hmm. mandated mandatory segregation, I still don't think even if there was a, a good vast majority of people that were bigoted, you know, towards African-Americans, I still can't imagine that there would be like a guy that would be like, let's say Jim Crow laws weren't, weren't in effect, um, but there was just a majority of people that were discriminatory or, or bigoted. I still think that there would be this one guy be like, yeah, I really don't like them guys, but <laughs> look how much money that dude across the street is making. Right. And now I'm like getting bought out and he's like putting on an addition to a store. And right. like, I still think that I have faith in capitalism. I had faith in the free market. So I think that in the end that wins out. Okay. You know, I, I, even if it was, you know, you know, even if you extrapolate that over to, you know, homosexuals, yeah. I, I still don't, I still don't think that the vast majority of people would say, look, yeah, I just choose not to have a whole lot more money. I right. choose to stay poor. You right. Know what I mean? Right. I, right. Yeah. People. Maybe, maybe I have too much faith in capitalism. I, I maybe, 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 I, maybe I do, but I just, I just think that the free market would deal with it. Yeah. I no. I mean, and I, and I see where you're at on that, but regardless, the decision was uh, colossal was fail. So that, weak. So weak. Yeah. Okay. It was yeah. so weak. So, uh, let me, See if I can pull up the um, the quote of Kennedy. And so he said, you know, basically he was comparing it to only because it was a wedding. So, you know, comparing it to clergy and religious grounds, they kind of punted the the assumption of religious freedoms mm. and they based the 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 decision off of basically the behavior Mm-hmm. of the of the commission. I mean, that's pretty much all it came down to. So basically because they were really rude to Phillips. Right. And not, you know, and completely just dis, you know, uh, you know, not even not considering his religious beliefs because they did it in a rude manner. I kind of got that in, you know, right. that feeling from Kennedy. Right. Because you were so rude on this. Right. Then you're going to lose. But if you would have let him down easily and not been so rude about it, then you have free reign to do whatever the heck you want. Right. So that's kind of what I got. From. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, uh, so he said, you know, when it comes to weddings, it can be assumed that a member of the clergy who objects to gay marriage on moral and religious grounds could not be compelled to perform the ceremony without denial of his or her right to the free exercise of religion. So he's saying that refusal would be understood. 
And he said, he noted, yet if that exception were not confined, then a long list of persons who provide goods and services for marriages and weddings might refuse to do so for gay persons, thus resulting in a community-wide stigma inconsistent with the history and dynamics of civil rights laws, yada, yada, yada. But again, even he is saying, well, but this might start an avalanche of people who prov- who refuse to provide goods and services they would they weren't refusing to provide the cake they just weren't going to make a custom one and again i think that that's important to point out like okay that's fine but they weren't refusing to provide i mean g- gay people are not discriminated against in this day and age i feel i feel it's the opposite yeah i mean the people the, everyone caters to the LGBT uh, organi- well, the, the all of that group. Well, and if, and if you don't, be prepared to be bullied especially, into friggin' submission. Especially if you are, I mean, please, don't say the word God. I mean, you better not believe in God. If you do, I mean, be prepared. You must be a huge idiot, you know? Uh, they do have another decision that I, well, we'll get on to, into it after the break. Rid your zone. Shout out, Lori. Losing weight and keeping it off can be a real struggle. Trust me, I know. I lost 100 pounds about 10 years ago, and keeping it off is literally the bane of my existence. Once you hit a certain age, like me, it becomes an even bigger struggle. You want to lose those extra pounds, but you just can't quite get there. This is where Ridizone comes in. With proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Ridizone will help you lose weight and keep those extra pounds from becoming return visitors. It's safe, natural, FDA acknowledged. It's basically the good stuff in olive oil that they have taken out and put into a capsule. And uh, it helps boost your metabolism and it reduces your appetite. So I'm not constantly craving things that I used to crave anymore. The temptation is not near as bad as it was. So if you've hit that age where nothing seems to work, it's time you try Riduzone. Order today at riduzone.com, enter promo code DOC and receive 30% off a three-month supply. That's riduzone.com, promo code DOC for 30% off a three-month supply. Make it happen. Let Riduzone get you over the hump. Riduzone.com, promo code DOC for 30% off a three-month supply. Inappropriately appropriating cultures since 2012. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. In for Doc Thompson. Remember, you can tweet us at Sarah Gonzalez TX and at Jason Buttrell and use the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, let's see. Keystone Pig says, I agree with Jason. Force interaction only breeds animosity. I don't want to give my money to someone who doesn't want me in their store. That is a great a good point. point. Yeah. Isn't that drives me nuts that these people bring up these cases? It's like, why not? I mean, go somewhere else. Right. Why would you why would you want to pay these people to make your cake if they don't support you? Right. Like, what's that going to prove? In essence, yeah, they, they were so mad at them. They wanted to force them to accept their money. Yeah. And they're like, you will take, <laughs> take my, my money, money. <laughs> or go mean, to court and then take my money. Right. Exactly. I mean, I kind of like I wish I had that. I wish people were begging me to you know, take their money. <laughs> yeah. I guess I wish I had that problem. Uh, oh, Keith. What's up, Keith? 
He said Jason's teen daughter was having a PlayStation conversation with a dude at 3.45 a.m. Um, Rip the Wi-Fi router out of the wall, toss it into the truck, bring it to work and tell her we'll discuss this later. Another very good point, uh, Keith. <laughs> I, uh, but I know who this person is. So, so little caveat there. So but, no, but that does sound creepy. If that was some random dude that she's talking to at 4 a.m., knowing all the people that like creep on, you know, game system stuff, <laughs> that's scary. But I did know who this dude is. I don't think that. Why does that make it better? <laughs> that it was. Uh, come on. Like, you, so you approve of the dude is what you're saying. Yeah, it's Ish. yeah. I mean, do, you never, Ish. you as never as, truly as approve the dude. A, <laughs> as much as a dad of a teenage daughter right. can approve of a dude yeah. at all. I'm a member of dad, which is dads against daughters dating. D-A-D-D. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, so everybody that's, I mean, we have a big club. So anybody else out there, just hashtag the D-A-D-D. <laughs> but um, anyway, but how would you have felt, though, if you were 16 years old and dad comes down and breaks up your... 4 a.m. conversation. He'd be, I mean, he'd be pissed. It probably happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. She was not happy. That, that's for sure. She was not happy. Yep. But I laid down the law, you know, so. Um, well, that's, that's your job. That's your job. <laughs> Another Supreme Court decision. They and, and this was seen as a win for the Trump administration. Uh, the justices vacated a lower court's ruling against the government's policy of not providing abortions to illegal immigrant <laughs> minors in U.S. custody. And I told Jason this this morning and he's like, uh, I mean, wouldn't that kind of be a given that we shouldn't be providing abortions for illegal immigrants? So you know what this reminds me of, Sarah? What? When I was in the Marines, I uh, I cracked up because we had when they would teach us how to operate certain weapon systems, mm-hmm. like uh, you know rocket launchers, stuff like that. They have this little diagram uh, on the rocket launcher mm-hmm. that specifically shows you not pointing the rocket launcher towards your face when you shoot it. Okay. Like you got to point it the other way, <laughs> you know, to shoot the enemy. And I was like, why even put that on there? It's so obvious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because well, there was one idiot right. that there didn't was, do that. There was someone you know? who did it. Right. Someone right. Who pointed it towards his face. But I guess my point is, isn't this so obvious? This is a given. You would think. I mean. You would think. In 2018, in America, not so much. That this got to the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. How did this get to the Supreme Court? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That means that multiple layers of, of, the, of lower courts oh, were yes. like, yeah, this is how it's supposed to go. Yeah, I know. Huh? Unbelievable. I know, I know. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, oh. God. Oh, first of all, first of all, they got lucky last year. Okay? Oh, completely agree. They got lucky. Completely agree. I would love to see them do it again. Have any kind of repeat anytime in the near future. Stuber yeah, Gear, right, I, I hope you're tuned in right yeah, now. Exactly. Right, we are, yeah, we're that's right there. Right. So what happened? Well, I guess, uh, you know, we could take it one of two angles. We could talk about what the mainstream media is saying happened, and we could talk about what actually happened. What the mainstream media and uh, even the Philadelphia mayor is trying to make it appear happened is that Trump was just like, um... Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles were supposed to come visit. I don't really want them to anymore. I'm disinviting you. And that's not technically what happened. The Philadelphia Eagles decided that they were going to only send a very small amount of players. What was it, like 10? A very very small amount of players to the White House. And 
at that point, it was like, okay, there a bunch of them aren't even coming. This is clearly just for optics. And I, I'm sure that it bothered, you know, President Trump that like, okay, you're not even going to send the whole team. You're only going to send a few of them. Like, I have better things to do. I believe he disinvited the Golden State Warriors when they won just because Steph Curry said he was going to protest and not yeah. show up. Yeah. They didn't even really make that big of a deal on that one. I remember it was in the media, but I mean, but this one, they've by far blown it out of a portion. But I love what you said about how they're how the NFL and, and including the mayor and, the, and mm-hmm. their owner is kind of manipulating this. Absolutely. So I have, this is, oh my gosh, I, I wish we could talk about this for the next two and a half hours. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure that the listeners would love that. <laughs> yeah. But I, this, this, this kneeling thing drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And I listen to a lot of sports talk radio and pretty much everyone falls in lockstep with, you know, oh, this is, you know, a free country. They should be, you know, fully, they should be able to express their views, you know, you know, and, you know, their first minute views. Horse crap. Yeah. Th- this is a private company. Yep. Yep. So they can do whatever they the want. The NFL and, can make whatever rule they want to make. Exactly. And if they don't like it, they can find another job that's going to pay them millions of dollars to run around on a field. Right. I don't, I don't think they'll find it, but they're they free to look. Right. And then this whole thing is like Trump has been their scapegoat in mm-hmm. this. And that was I was saying before that I was looking up that show on uh, on Amazon Prime. It's called like All or Nothing. I think they do it every year. The oh show. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Have you not watched that yet? No, I haven't. As a Cowboy fan, you should. It's kind yeah, of painful because it's last year, so you see a lot of losses <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, so it's I painful. don't want to relive that. But they talk about so in the context. I had no idea the NFL was actually so like they show Jason Garrett right, mm-hmm. and the moment the president makes a comment about it, it's like this sinister music and like dum dum dum, <laughs> like how dare you you know like <laughs> how dare him like talk about this and i was like bro wake up he is just expressing how the rest of us feel right the entire country yep. is saying this yep but now you're acknowledging it when the president said something i'm sorry but there is it's a bully pulpit for a reason yes, yes. kind of exactly what yes, he should absolutely. be doing right he is trying to be the voice of you know his his constituents yeah which i had no problem with him voicing his concern on that now there comes a point like he said you know the nfl should not like you know uh you know should not allow this mm-hmm. he didn't say or else right like he didn't say or else i will do something about it. he didn't say like no one's obama said uh, president obama he put he threw his weight around remember with the uh with the uh ncaa football yes playership yes or championship sorry but did anyone come out against him in the same manner that President Trump did now? Golden boy Obama? Of course not. Heck no, they of did not. Of course not. And so the mayor said, disinviting them from the White House only proves that our president, can't even, I can't even with this, <laughs> that our president is not a true patriot, but a fragile egomaniac obsessed with crowd size, possibly true, obsessed with crowd size, and afraid <laughs> of the embarrassment of throwing a party to which no one wants to attend. Okay, you know what? Last part of that statement, that's fine. But this proves that our president is not a true patriot. Okay, so what about the guys who are kneeling and not standing respectfully for the national anthem? What are they? Curious to know if if the, if the president who is fighting for them to, to make sure to stand, to be respectful for our country and for our military and for everyone that that national anthem represents... How can you say that he's not a true patriot? I mean, agree with him or not on trying to to force them. Agree with him or not. But, how, I mean, how how is he, he's not a true patriot, but they are? Keep digging yourself into a hole, NFL. Keep Seriously. Keep digging yourself. Seriously. So, 
like Jason and me, you probably have a gun at home for personal protection. So when's the last time you practiced with it? Yep, that's what I thought. And that is why you need iTarget Pro. Do you have iTarget Pro? This thing is dope. Yes, it, I okay. do. Okay, so I was gone whenever they did the testing here, but I saw the video and I I ha- like I need to try it. It looks amazing. So you use your smartphone and they have a proprietary app that uses a laser in place of the bullet and it detects exactly where your shots are landing. Practice right at home with your own gun. Save 10% with offer code DOC when you purchase iTarget Pro. That's itargetpro.com. Save 10% with the offer code DOC. Go there now. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Jason here is not quite done. Is not quite done going off. I just can't, Sarah. On I, <laughs> I know, I know. It's agonizing. I yeah. I I've had an issue with that, like a strong issue with this from the get go because they at first they tried to say, oh, you know, this is we're just we're doing this kneeling thing. Uh, for you know, political purposes, all that stuff. For oh, for just to, to protest against you know, uh, uh, you know, African Americans being discriminated against against cops. So, so for one, we know that all police officers aren't like that. We we Correct. know that. We, Correct. And they know this. Correct. And the, if there's a there's a small percentage of bad guys in every single profession, we have a small percentage of bad guys probably in this building. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just it's everywhere. You you cannot escape it. Yeah. But. I don't. I did not understand why they chose, and I don't think they understood either why they chose to to protest against an entire country, which is what they did. Yeah. Regardless of what how they say is, oh, that wasn't our intention. We're not dis. Then they were like, oh, we're not disrespecting troops. Right. I'm sorry, but you were dis- disrespecting the entire country with your protest. Yeah. Now I'm sorry if your PR department did not inform you that that's what you were doing, but. Just like in this profession, words have consequences. Mm-hmm. Can't just say anything we want to say because there's consequences. Right. Actions have well, consequences. You're free to say whatever you want to say. You're sure. also free to accept the consequence exactly. that comes after you say whatever you want. And the thing, too, that really got me was like, okay, great. You're kneeling. Why not do something? Why not be an activist? Oh, you're exactly right. Why, I mean, you're kneeling. We're using, they're like, we're using our pro, I think Malcolm Jenkins from the Eagles said that, I believe. What does that prove? Last night. He was like, we're using our, our we're going to continue to use our platform. Okay, that's great. To kneel? Use your, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about use your platform to where it would do some good? If right, you, if exactly. You, if there's a community that you've been discriminated against. Yeah. Go yep. with all yep. the cameras and all the hoopla that yep. falls an NFL player Show around. Yep. Go to that community yep. and do something about it. Show it. Bring attention to it. Bring awareness to it. Uh, instead of just saying that, that's the thing is that they're saying we're bringing attention to it. Well, how? You're you're just saying that it exists and you're bringing attention to it. You could be, uh, you know, donating money to certain organizations, um, which maybe some of these players have. But I know the majority of them haven't. They just are like, oh, yeah, we're going to we're going to show everyone. We're going to teach them. We're going to kneel. Yeah. 
How didn't we? Yeah, didn't you learn your lesson? You'll never no, recover from that one. You just look, yeah, you just look lazy. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. That's what gets me is like everyone wants to be faux activists, I guess. Um, but especially to be like, well, we're celebrities and we're just going to use our platform to draw attention. And that's exactly what the guy, to, the guy that started this was full of crap. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he was. This is a guy that had every single advantage ever. Yep. You know, he grew up in a great family. He's, you know, he, he was a, you know, millions of dollars mm-hmm. as a football hero, mm-hmm. college, you know, stud, everything. Every advantage oh, he's, he's his entire so, life. He's so discriminated against. He, so. And so he never became an activist until he started to suck. Right. I'm sorry, but the guy started to suck, and that's when he became an activist. Yeah. That's It was a t- big attention grab. I think I was, I was listening to a podcast uh, right when this thing first started happening, was this two years ago now, mm-hmm. something like that. But anyway, I, I believe it was George Foreman talking about the boxers back in the days during like when Jim Crow laws were in effect. Yeah. Now those guys had every reason at all to Absolutely. protest. Absolutely. By all means, at that point, use every single possible way you have, any platform you have, yep. and protest the heck out of it because you guys had the need to do that at right. that point. Right. Absolutely. Now, even George Foreman was saying, I, I believe it was George Foreman, um, was saying that, look, we didn't even like we he said that like some people would like not would would do something against the flag or do something against the national anthem. And like this guy would come out and say, look, what are you doing? Right. Like, this is completely separate. Right. Like this is a great country. The discrimination is a separate matter. We're, de- we're dealing with that. People like Martin Luther King are dealing with that. But even they at that point did not disrespect the national anthem or the flag right that's that that blew my mind yeah yeah those men during that time were not doing what someone like colin kaepernick is doing now Mm -hmm. well right and it's uh, you know it it boils down to i hate it when people say this but it's really true in this particular instance if you feel like our country is that bad and you know that racist and we're all horrible people you're free to leave I mean, I hate to say that, but you hate the country that much that you don't even want to stand for the national anthem, which doesn't have anything to do with cops and and racism. And it's like these are not even these are not like the same at all. So to conflate the two. And how are so how are you surprised if it has nothing to do with what you're protesting? Why are you surprised that people are misconstruing your point? Right. How right. is that? How is that blowing your mind? Right, right. Did you hear? I think it came out last week that some there was a report that some of the NFL players were considering sitting out the whole season uh, until Kaepernick was signed. Good, do that. Right, right. It's like okay. I mean, you're going to be sitting out for a while because no one's going to sign him, and I'm not sure it's entirely to do with the bad PR. Pretty sure he just it wasn't good. No, he sucked. That's co- exactly right. <laughs> so if you right. want to hang your hat on this guy and his inability to play football, you go ahead and do that. Do that. And, and again, free speech or you know freedom to protest has natural consequences. We'll just go ahead and let you guys have your natural consequences. That's fine. That's totally fine. What's the price tag per game that they lose? They're, they're contra- there's a small amount is guaranteed. In the NFL. Yeah, yeah. The majority comes when you play, when you the, play the games. games. Yeah. When you play the games. Did you see that FBI agent? This guy is a who, moron. Yeah. I cannot believe that. I, yeah. 
Yeah. So for those of you who have not seen it, and I believe that we do have the clip that we can play, but there was an FBI agent uh, had some pretty sick moves. First of all, some pretty some pretty sweet dance moves. That was a heck of a backflip. Or it, right? That's not actually a backflip. Right? I don't that's know. A, I, handspring. I, yeah. Handspring. No. Let's let's watch the video. Look at him go! <laughs> My goodness. So he is like getting down. Okay. 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 Oh, what's yeah, that? Handspring. Oh. I guess. Oh. Oh. Oops. 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 There's a gun. Uh, no, oh, that was what? his hands up. What? What is that? Yeah. Like you heard the shot go off. Right, you must have right. at that so, point. So this FBI, so this FBI agent, dancing at a club, does a backflip. Gun falls out of his pants. He goes to pick it up. It goes off. Shoots a guy in the leg. He picks it up, puts it back in his hole. I guess it was in a holster. I don't know. And walks away. Throws his hands up in the air as if to say, "I didn't. I didn't do it. It wasn't me." Which is the part that kills me. Here it is. Uh, uh, uh. I didn't. That's. I didn't do anything. That wasn't me. I'm just gonna walk away now. So the the thing with that is, is he's breaking the law even having that weapon in that place. So there's a 51 percent law that states that if 51 percent of the uh, of the income that those places get, like this is usually bars, mm-hmm. clubs, mm-hmm. Uh, if 51 percent of the income comes from uh, alcohol, then they're not allowed to bring weapons. So that that's a blanket law on police officers, you know, all law enforcement, everyone. No, yeah. no one can carry in there. But I've known multiple law enforcement officers that just dis- completely disregard that. Yeah. And it's not completely on them because a, a lot of that is also on the clubs and establishments because a lot of them just allow them to do it. You know, like they, they because, need to well, police because they, that more. Because, because they, I, do they think that, well, I mean, he's an FBI agent, so clearly he knows how to handle his weapon. I mean, wouldn't I, I feel like, okay, it's the law and you don't want to break it. But I feel like if I'm the owner of a club, I'm not telling someone to break the law in my club. But I'm going to assume, laws aside, that if an FBI agent walks into my club with a weapon, I'm going to assume that this FBI agent understands proper firearm safety. Yeah, and I don't believe proper... I, I've read the book a few times. Proper, I think it's actually called, quote, proper firearm safety. And there wasn't a <laughs> diagram in it that showed you how to do a proper back handspring. There wasn't. No. Like, yeah, you must carry this way and do the handspring <laughs> in this manner to, pro, you know, to do it safely. I don't think that was in there. So check this out. That's kind of like the... Again, going back to the rocket launcher, don't right. point it at your face and fire it. Right, That's, right. <laughs> so the guy who got shot by the FBI agent, this is so cool. He gets free drinks forever at the nightclub. What? I know, right? Whoa. Hey. So now the question Sarah, is, yeah, I know. How do we free- set this up? <laughs> is it? I feel like that's worth it. Dude, we're going to Billy Bob's. <laughs> we're going to stage it. I'm going to do a back handspring, right? And you're going to be like, oh yes. my gosh. Oh, wow. Good move, they'll just Jason. Be like a, they'll just be like a blank in <gasps> oh. it, obviously, or something like that. And you'll be like, oh my gosh, my leg. <laughs> But then you we restage it like a I don't know Cowboys Red River or yes. something like that. Yeah, you couldn't do it the same place where you do that for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I'll help a brother out. No, I mean, can you imagine? I that that's so cool. It's <clears throat> worth getting shot in the leg. Yeah, free drinks for wait, did you say forever for yeah, life? Yeah, that's what it says. Free drinks forever. Oh, I'll take a bullet right now for that. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> so okay, then I'll, uh, let me ask you: leg, yes. Yes, in the leg. You take a, a, a bullet in the leg. Maybe let's. Could we maybe arm love handle? Maybe 
that's the most expendable part of the body. Is it? It's got to be. I mean, you I mean, would know you gotta... this. I've lost the seventeen hundred pounds, but I, st- I've st- that's starting to creep wasn't up like on an me. Actual cow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I mean, so lo- so just just through the love handle, not in the stomach, obviously. Oh yeah, you obviously. Could, you could you could hit some important yeah, things. In the stomach. I, yeah, I don't want to take it in the leg or the arm the because. Foot. No, because I could uh, that could have some issues walking around later. You might be able to feel that, like grand grandpappy's. You know, well, knee. Jason, you don't sound like you're willing to take one for the team. I'm willing. <laughs> I just think the love handle is the most expendable, perfect part of the body for us to do this experiment. I I just think that's I don't know. I, I just love. think that's what I'm going for. I just feel like that there's too much room for error. <laughs> I have faith in you. But then again, you're doing this off of a back handspring. So that's a heck of a precise shot. Right? Right? <laughs> I haven't heard. Uh, I believe that they are still waiting to speak with the FBI to understand why he was there and why he was armed and all of that. But you would think that this guy would lose his job. I mean, do you think just based on, you know, I know you weren't specifically FBI or anything, but would you think with your background that this would be enough to lose his job? Oh, absolutely. It's it a, should be. It's a felony. It's a felony. The only well, way it's not a felony is, okay, well, it's just, there's two parts. So mm-hmm. it's a felony for him to be in the club with that gun. Mm-hmm. That's number one. That's a felony. Unless he's he was, unless he was in uniform, proper uniform. Which with it, right, he wasn't. He was off duty, and he was dressed in plain clothes. Right, so that's a felony. So that that's immediate grounds for termination. The second thing is is that he was negligent. That's called a negligent discharge, and I think just you could be fired just on the grounds for being negligent. People have been right. fired for far less right. things than that. Right. So there's two strikes. This guy should probably just be out of the bureau. I'm assuming. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say the gentleman who got shot in the leg should probably go ahead and be like, yeah, I mean, kind of thank you. Because now I get free drinks. I'll let this slide. Worked out for me. Just saying. Jason, did you hear about my new kitten? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. Cute. I saw the tweet, too. Oh, my gosh. She is so cute. Unfortunately, with uh, another cat comes pet odors. And I have found a really great product to take care of that. Genesis 950. It is a household household concentrate. It cleans your entire house. So you can use it for pet stains, pet odors, floors, engines, counters, everything, even all, all the way down to grills. You guys can use it on your grills. Uh, and the best part about it for me is that it's green. So it doesn't leave behind harmful chemicals or dangerous toxins. It's safe for you, your family, and your pets. So if you have a stain that won't come out, your best bet is Genesis 950. Genesis 950 is also, it's it's very concentrated. So it can make up to seven gallons of finished product uh, just in one gallon. Bottom line, it is a lot less expensive expensive to use Genesis 950 than it is to, oh, I don't know, replace your carpets. Genesis 950 is available at Genesis950.com, promo code Blaze for a discount. You'll also receive a free spray bottle with the order of a one-gallon bottle at Genesis950.com. Go there now. It is Genesis950.com, promo code Blaze for a discount. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I was informed by all of you out there in a Twitterverse that I was not 
on top of the bell. Oh. <laughs> and then a double bell for what I missed. We missed uh, how to handle his weapon. I apologize. I didn't know we even did that on this show. <laughs> I the bells what do you don't ring? you don't wake up at five o'clock in the morning and listen to this show every day. Well, yeah, but I guess I just walk just, out right when these jokes happen. Right, but, right I mean, when the bell happens. But, but I mean, <laughs> good cover. This bell, be prepared, Sarah, is going to be ringing nonstop because I'm a master at these jokes. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, I don't think. No, does that work? No, I'm just waiting. Oh, okay. I've got my hand on the bell. <laughs> Get ready. Bell ready. <laughs> Remember to be tweeting us using the hashtag what I learned today. Uh, lib- libertarian said, shouldn't an FBI agent react differently to a gunshot, especially if he thought it came from someone else? I don't think he did think that it came from someone else. I think he knew he screwed up. I think he did too, which was why he was so quick to be on the defense. Like, oh, I didn't. It wasn't my fault. It was Some, an accident. Right. Someone else made me do it, I he, guess. He had the look of like when an NBA player fouls somebody really hard. <laughs> and they're like, well, I, like, I, well, I wasn't even close to them. Exactly. He knew he, he, he knew he fouled them. He just didn't want the technical. So doing this, holding yeah. up the hands was like a no technical, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, James in Louisiana says, oh, the the uh, the free drinks. He said it's only well beer. Is there well beer? I've never heard of that. That is well, well, well drinks, drinks, but not well beer. Would James, would you tell us what would constitute as well beer? But I do know well drinks and you know what? I'm not, I'm not above taking free well drinks for life. Just saying. That's one of the most complicated terms. Well drinks are like mixed drinks. Any mixed yes. drinks? Yes. But, but what constitutes a well versus, I don't know, a premium. So it's, so, I don't know. so it's a, uh, I don't know the difference. So it's like not so. Okay. So you get the Cuervo. Instead of the Patron. Right, right. Yeah, I, I guess. That stuff. I yeah, get. I guess. It's the low, the well drink is the lower grade liquor. All right. Yeah. Uh, Larky Farkenpool says Jason Buttrell is willing to accidentally shoot Sarah to get her free drinks, but he's smart enough to not let Sarah shoot him. <laughs> I see now. I see now what you are doing. Yeah. When you started, well, maybe, okay, maybe not the foot. Okay, maybe not the well, leg. You specifically said you haven't started iTarget Pro yet. I do that every day. So I really? I am very equipped to straight up. I mean, I would trust you to shoot me. Regardless of how small that love handle may be. I think that I can, <laughs> I can hit it. You can hit it. What's up, Robert? Not much. What are you doing? Well, I was going to, I was in here to describe the difference between a well and a Please premium drink. Please tell us. Please tell us. <laughs> the well drinks are your absolute cheapest alcohols. Your okay. beef eaters, anything that's what is below the bar. Oh, is that a gin? gin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, it, uh, Smirnoff would even be considered like a well. Anything that's really cheap that you could buy in like the plastic bottles uh-huh. is considered a well. Your <laughs> no Patron, gray goose. In the plastic Cuervos, bottles. Crown Royal, Jack Daniels, things like that would be your more premiums. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So what's a well beer? Well beer would be like your Bud Lights, your Mick Ultras, oh, okay. things like that. That is a thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. the really well, cheap. The really Michelob cheap Ultra beers that is a well beer. Yeah. I am in. There you go. <laughs> I love Michelob Ultra. Let's were you, do it. Were you a natty, natty light girl? That in is college. straight up. Well. I yeah. was. In college, I was. I, I, there was a time in my life where I was a pro at shotgunning some natty lights. <laughs> yes. I'm not going to lie. See, that's where the bars don't lose a lot of money on the drinks. So they're more than okay giving you freebies or even having. You know, 25 cent shots for a night just to get you drunk. So this, right. this doesn't... Okay, then this is starting to not to sound very cool then. A like, guy took a bullet 
and you're just getting him free Natty Light. Come on, free Michelob Ultra. But 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 my perspective, free Michelob Ultra for getting a bullet in the leg. Like you can make that work. What what do you have to do to get free premium drinks at this place? You gotta get you gotta get shot somewhere more important than the leg. It would have to be like the shoulder. Okay, so yeah. you get shot in the shoulder. You, you yeah, pre- take you, a shot you, to the shoulder. Shiner for life, then. You maybe at, like at that point, ni- just nick an organ. <laughs> then and you then you can, can get, then you can like get some the, Jack. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Grey yeah. Goose. Okay, I'll, I'll take Jack for that. Interesting. <laughs> I would too. I would too. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you, Robert, for that expertise. Wait, ho- hey, were you like a bartender or something? How'd you know? You just you just know your you just okay. <laughs> not a bartender but an expert at bars. Really quickly, let's talk about this was a topic that you brought up to me. The there's a French car maker PSA Group that has begun to suspend its joint venture activities in Iran to avoid the U.S. sanctions after our withdrawal from after we pulled out of the Iran deal. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is something that I brought up in the news and why it matters. Mm-hmm. This is only when we talked about it originally. It was when BP, BP right. decided to pull out. And then, uh, oh, ah, you beat me. <laughs> um, but then, <laughs> but uh, this is something that I've had my own for a while now. And this is something that a lot of people, usually uh, people that are in the, you know, that fell for the Ben Rhodes narrative that said, look, you know, if we, if we don't, if we don't, uh, you know, put, if we don't get rid of the, or if we get rid of these sanctions, we'll never get them back. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like they kept on harping on right, that. Right. Well, it's just bull. If the United States decides to reinstitute sanctions, the entire world has to follow. Right. What you're seeing now in the European Union is that everyone over there is trying to save the deal and saying, oh, well, you're backing out, but we're staying in it. You know, we're going to be like, you know, faithful to it and, you know, honest to the deal. Well, it doesn't really matter what the government say. It's pretty much lip service because all the companies that reside in your in your uh, countries, they're ha- going to have no choice but to back out because they want to stay within the U.S. financial framework. Mm-hmm. If if they start continuing and then all of a sudden they start getting hit with, this is the key word, secondary sanctions, U.S. secondary sanctions will bring a company down. Yeah. And that's what BP is learning. That's what this uh, PSA car company is learning. Every other uh, company that was quick to run into Iran right when the right after the uh, JCPO JCPOA went into effect, the nuclear deal. So you say that it's just um, for you think that it's just for optics that these countries are saying, well, we have to stay in the deal. We can't pull out of the deal. You just think that it's it's optics. But couldn't they I mean, these are these are not, you know, uh, countries that love capitalism that love freedom couldn't they make a law maybe that requires these private companies to not do business with the united states or do you think that they wouldn't like the optics of that either so they could but a lot geopolitics runs with uh interests and it definitely that sounds that would sound good to yeah. someone like Emmanuel Macron in France a lot of these like crazy leftists over there that would sound good and it would appeal to their base but their interests are a very, very different thing. It's like yeah. dealing with North Korea. It's like dealing with Iran. People are going to follow their interests. And, and it does not follow their interests to basically handicap and bankrupt the, the, the companies that basically make right. their economies roll. Yeah, yeah. Because then you've got, you know, the, I mean, there isn't much to their, their economy isn't like our economy. It's not as strong. You know, they don't have as many uh, large corporations, things of that nature. So you don't want to hit... You don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. 
Right. I guess is what it boils down to. Well, it's like a lot of these places, like like you think about like like I don't know, like in Sweden, like IKEA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. say IKEA said, you know what, I'm gonna we're gonna roll into Iran and we're gonna start selling our crappy products, which don't even try to argue with me. IKEA products are awful. But they're gonna <laughs> say we're gonna sell our awful products in Iran. Well, if we hit them with secondary sanctions, that's a that's a huge part of the Swedish economy. Yeah. That's not the US economy. Up next, let's talk Bill Clinton. Oh, please. Let's do it. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) BJ Clinton. You are good with that. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network. and comedy. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Welcome back. I am Sarah Gonzalez in with Jason Buttrell. Yeah, yeah. On uh, your, this is your first co-hosting radio debut. It is. Right? Yeah. How, how, do you, how are you liking it so far? I don't know. It just seems like a conversation. I think we've, I feel like we've done this a million times in the hallways. Yeah. So it's. Also, we've done it on the news and why it matters. Tune in. Yeah, 5.30 Eastern, 4.30 Central on The Blaze TV. Tweet us your questions using the hashtag TheBlazeWhy. Uh, and, also, and also, let's do a hashtag campaign, kind of like how I was trying to get oh, Tara Fagedon going on. Oh, boy. Tara Fagedon, which was my thing, the, not I, Stu's. I really appreciated that Stu made that that hashtag. Yeah. Tara Fagedon. I, I bet. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I did. If I did not, then that's a colossal fail on my end for not getting there to the punch first. But um, what but hashtag yeah. do you want to create? Uh, what was I going to say? I completely lost my train of thought on that. I, I don't know. Tara Fagadden instead of Tara Fagadden. I don't know. Okay, you remember. You, you got me on Tara Fagadden. I was just. I remember being so pissed <laughs> off that Stu was trying to steal my thunder there. <laughs> Bill Clinton. Oh my gosh! I cannot deal with this man. <laughs> cannot deal with this man. So, you know, Bill and Hillary. Running out of money. Bill's got to be, you know, they've got to they've got to write these books. They've got to get out there. They've got to go on publicity tours. They're like, the Clinton name is dying out. Well, the Clinton name is dying out because everyone's tired of you guys. And usually if, you're, if your name is dying out and you suck, you kneel for the national anthem. That's how you get exposure. <laughs> right. Did he, is he not paying He's, attention? He does not have a good PR. I get, he, does, yeah, he missed that apparently. one. Apparently. <laughs> Bill Clinton was on... I guess it was NBC. And he had some interesting things to say during an interview. Listen. One of the things that this this Me Too era has done, it's forced a a lot of women uh, to speak out. One of those women, Monica Lewinsky, she wrote in an op-ed that the Me Too movement changed her view of sexual harassment. Quote, he was my boss. He was the most powerful man on the planet. He was 27 years my senior 
with enough life experience to know better. He was at the time at the mm-hmm. pinnacle of his career while I was in my first job uh, out of college. Looking back on what happened then through the lens of Me Too now, do you do you think differently or feel more responsibility? No, I felt terrible then. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I came to grips with it. <laughs> no, I felt terrible then. I felt really terrible then. I bet you did. Uh, okay, but <laughs> you you did it, and didn't they? I mean, there it wasn't just one isolated incident. There were several different things that he did with her. But he felt really he felt really terrible. He had no choice. She basically strong armed him into. You know, I mean, when a girl like goes down places, you've got to just let her do it. Right. He had no choice. Yeah. Really. I feel like he was the one who was the victim. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he could have just tripped into that situation. Yeah. Like literally stumbled, you know, into that situation. Right. Exactly. Oops. Exactly. Can we continue that? No, I felt terrible then. And I came to Mm. grips with it. Mm -hmm. Did you ever apologize to no, yes. And nobody believes. No, yes. That I got out of that for free. No, yes. I left the White House $16 million in debt. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. But That's sad. you typically have ignored gaping facts in describing mm-hmm. this. And what I bet those? you don't even know them. This was litigated well, 20 years they? ago. Two thirds <laughs> no of the American them. people <laughs> sided with me. They were not insensitive to that. Mm-hmm. I had a sexual harassment policy when I was governor oh. in the 80s. Oh, okay. I oh had two gosh. women chiefs of staff when I was governor. Oh, women He's were women. Presented in the attorney general's office in the 70s for their percentage in the bar. I've had nothing but women leaders in my office since I left. You are giving one side and omitting facts. Mr. President, what are those I, I'm, facts? Not, I'm not trying to present a side. I'm not, no, no. I'm, you asked me if I agreed. The answer is no, I don't. And I, well, I asked if you'd ever apologized, and you said you had. I have. You've apologized to me. I apologize to everybody in the world. It is important to me that everybody who has been hurt know that the sorrow I feel is mm. genuine. First and most talk. important, my family. Monica Lewinsky and her family. But you didn't apologize to her. I have not talked to her. <laughs> do you I, feel I like you owe it, her an apology? No, I do. No. I, no. I, no. I do not. I have oh. never talked to her. No. I, oh. But I did say publicly on more than one occasion that I was Look sorry. that smirk. That's very different. <laughs> yes, The apology it is. was public. Look at the, oh, God, <laughs> his nasty scumbag face. I just can't. Even look at the, the smirk for those of you who are watching this on TV, uh, and well, those of you who are not, uh, you're listening on radio. He has this little smirk when he's answering that is just so slimeball, Bill Clinton. It's, it's interesting. His uh, he said that he did have a policy, a sexual harassment policy, and was governor. I mean, that means he was his policy to harass women as much as possible. Yes, because that would be a truthful statement. Yes, yes, <laughs> that was his policy. Thank you for bringing that up, Jason. It worked out really well for him, but. You know, interesting. He said he did pay for it, which I will agree with that Mm -hmm. because really, you know, his wife paid for that. Like hardcore. Like she like. Right. Granted, like he did. I mean, he did it. You know, absolutely. Like, well, I mean, you should have paid for what does that prove? It's like, okay, it, it is a true statement. But what is it? It's not really a great defense, I feel. Okay, great. That's true. But 
yes and well and are the <laughs> the gaping facts right that you're leaving out where are those gaping facts also i love how and we see this so often from the left that they just kind of throw out these little buzz buzzwords and phrases like well i had a sexual harassment policy in the 80s Oh, well, that must mean that you never did anything wrong with a woman because we've never seen a politician who has a, a, a policy go around that policy and break that policy. We've never, ever seen a politician who thinks that they are above the law. Never. So, oh, you had a sexual harassment. Well, you then, I mean, you didn't do anything wrong. You had a sexual harassment policy. Mm, no, that's not the way it works. And then uh, I've, I had women on, on my staff. I've employed women. Okay. I mean, it's just interesting the disconnect with there's so many less things that they hit Trump for all the time. And, they, and they're just, they think that they're, they, they can't be, they can't be hit for anything. I think they feel they're just like, they, they two thirds of the American public agreed with him. Or supported him, but and vast- they don't now. They d- they don't now. If you're just basing it on the morality of it, they don't now. Those same people who supported him were all the Democrats who supported him, and now they don't support things like that because Trump's in office. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like morality did not matter back then to the left. It, right. it did not matter. It was right. like, so what? He does these things in the Oval Office. So what? And then when he was governor, you know, and all those like all the times when you know, all these people that are coming out, you know, with rape charges, you know, like, come on. Like the media was like the media completely covered that up. Yeah. Completely covered that up. They would not report on that. Yeah. Even yeah. to this day. Like, well, actually, after the uh, President Trump thing with the, you know, uh, you know, all the some of the things that he said during the campaign. Then all of a sudden, some of them during Me Too were like, maybe we should, you know, give, you know, maybe we should look back at that. I, I heard, I saw a few journalists say mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. There was never any real follow up on it, but they knew that they at least had to acknowledge they might have screwed that up. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, well, I had an, uh, I had females on my staff. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know what you did with them also. <laughs> so we're aware that you had females on your staff. That is not lost on us, Bill. That's pretty much the entire reason that you're in hot water. And being asked these questions. It was your conduct with those right, female members on your staff. You had women on your staff <laughs> and you couldn't keep it in your pants. Sorry. He also had some interesting things to say about the Me Too movement. I think we have that also. A lot of the facts have been conveniently omitted to make the story work. But I think partly because they're frustrated that they got all these serious allegations against the current occupant of the Oval Office, and his voters don't seem to care. I think I did the right thing. I defended the Constitution. You think this president's been given a pass with regards to the, the, the women who have come forward and accused him of sexual misconduct? Oh, well, I think that, uh, no. But it hadn't gotten anything like the coverage that you would expect. President Trump has been accused by numerous women of inappropriate sexual behavior, all of which he denies. I like the Me Too movement. It's way over there. I think that it doesn't mean I agree with everything. I still have some uh, questions about some of the decisions which have been made. Uh Uh-huh. What are those questions, Bill? I love the Me Too movement. Love it. I'm a big fan of the Me Too movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
though that it kind of like ruined me and my career. <laughs> but I am I, I'm a huge supporter of all of those women who were harassed by me. And, you know, I mean, let's hate to bring it up because it's never been proven. But I mean, Juanita Broderick, oh. she has a very compelling story mm. about him. Mm-hmm. Do you believe her? Absolutely believe her. I believe her. Yeah. Based on all of the things that we know um, about Bill Clinton and his history and his womanizing and all of that, I believe her. Uh, and there's uh, there's no other reason for her to... She's not treated well in the media. There's no other reason for her to be putting herself out there, you know, m- while being treated so poorly by the media. And I believe her. So... My my perspective is the gall of this man to sit there and say that he supports the Me Too movement is unbelievable to me. <laughs> unbelievable. And and let's and let's 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 talk about why people don't believe Juanita Broderick. Let's talk about that because the agents of the Clinton family came, came out and mm-hmm. viciously had her attacked. Yes. Viciously yes. had her attacked. People like David Brock at Media Matters. Yes. You know, these agents that went out and specifically tried to discredit her. Like and they they must have they of course they knew the truth as well, but right. they, but these are the same people now that are going after you know uh, members of the GOP other people now to tag along with this uh, with the Me Too movement yeah. now suddenly they care about women right all of a sudden right back then you could not care less mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. could not care less but you do now did he say right. that some of, did he just say that he didn't think that some of Trump's President Trump's uh, uh, allegations were covered in the media. Yes. Did he say that? Yes. <laughs> How did he say that without his little smirk and smile and you know giggle or whatever? How did he say that? That's all we've heard. All I know. we've heard. I know. A lot. And a lot of those were like, I'm sorry, but a lot of those were were very weak allegations. Some of those, like something on a plane or you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Like they, I just didn't think they were. They definitely weren't as strong as Juanita Broderick. Right. Definitely not as strong as that. Right. Well, and let's not lose sight of the fact that all of these claims that we're talking about when we talk about Trump. I mean, I'm not saying that I give him a pass on this. I'm saying he didn't do them while he was in the Oval Office. There's no evidence to show that Trump had done anything after he became president inappropriately with women so that's something to consider as well but even so all you see on the media you know there's there could be like the u.s pulling out of the iran deal but everyone (laughs) i almost rang the bell (laughs) everyone is talking about well stormy daniels came out in her uh you know publicity tour and uh she okay well i mean that that is on the front page everywhere everywhere we're seeing it and Bill Clinton thinks that, you know, somehow, I don't know, it, it just, it kills me. They're so, they're so hypocritical. And that was something that I think a lot of people felt about Hillary uh, being some sort of portraying herself as some sort of feminist icon. She was in on a lot of the stuff that Bill, you know, had done to Juanita Broderick and all of these other women. She was in on it, bullying these women into not talking and all of that. So, and I think that the American public generally saw that in her. Anyway, oh, Bill, keep talking, keep talking, <laughs> please keep talking because you are not doing your party any favors. I wonder, I feel like the Democratic Party really just wants them to go away at this point. Make room for Joe. I, I cannot, Whoa. I can't wait for that. There's signs that that's going to happen. I think it's just really? going to be so fun. Don't Let's, you? Yeah, no, well. Let's talk about that after the break. I do. I want to get into that. I want to get into that. 
Okay, well, I took my son to the doctor not too long ago, and the doctor looked in his ears and said, he's got a lot of earwax in his ears. I cannot see in there. And I'm like, well, what do I do? I I can't stick a Q-tip in there. That's dangerous. Uh, Newsflash to anyone using Q-tips in your ears. You're not supposed to do that. Uh, And so what, what do I do? So she said you could do the procedure, the in-office procedure in here. And my son was deathly afraid of that. He was terrified. I said, no, you know what? I'm going to use WaxRx. The WaxRx system is basically the same thing as going into the doctor's office to get the earwax removal done, but you can do it in home conveniently for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. It uses these special wax softening drops to break down the earwax inside the ear, and it has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush wax away. It leaves your ears feeling soft and supple. Go to usewaxrx.com to order your reusable earwash system today and use offer code radio to have it shipped for free right to your door. That's usewaxrx.com, offer code radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. HR said we had to. So it's the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. All right. Make sure to get in your tweets using the hashtag what I learned today. Larky Farkenpool said Bill had a smirk on his face because he knows that as a Clinton, he can get away with anything. Inappropriate sexual relations in the White House, using a private email server, <laughs> murder, etc. Okay, well, murder. Uh, that was that escalated quickly. <laughs> I mean, President Trump <laughs> joked about that during the campaign, but it's quite literally true. Yeah. In the case of the case of the Clintons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Keystone <clears throat> Pig did point out something interesting. Uh, he called Bill Clinton a narcissist and said he can't even call President Trump by his name. He calls him current occupant of the White House. <laughs> that is really interesting. I didn't think about that did you ever refer to Barack Obama like that no you know I will say and I have had people do this to me regarding President Trump whenever you say uh you know I'll say President Trump first and then sometimes I'm in the middle of a conversation and I just want to say Trump yeah and I said that I did the same thing with Obama I would say, yeah, Obama did this, Obama. I don't have time to be saying the word president every single time I'm going to say the president's name in a conversation. And I used to say that about, you know, I would say, oh, well, Obama. And they'd be like, he is the president. You respect his office and call him President Obama. And I was just like, all right, calm down, first of all. Okay, <laughs> because that's not that's not disrespectful. I and And so I feel like, generally speaking, conservatives were like, all right, calm down. That's not how we mean it. But now I've seen it flipped and I'll say, you know, I'll say President Trump and sometimes I say Trump. And sometimes when I say Trump, people are like, you use the term president before his name. It's bizarre to me. I got I How actually, offended people get. I got sensitive on that when I when I saw uh, President Obama say the term the word Bush. So like, dang, you're good at that. Um, <laughs> he, he, they were so <laughs> that he it was just there was so much hate you know and like just spite 
mm-hmm. the way he said it. Mm-hmm. And he would say it in in uh, in uh, like uh, primary debates where it's clear that you, he was still the president. You call him the president. Right. But he would but he just said Bush so spiteful. Yeah. And it really irritated me. Interesting. And I, 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 I really got onto it then because President Bush was I don't I, I was in the military, you know, under under President Bush and he was an amazing, amazing commander in chief. Yeah. Really, really was. Yeah. I mean, for I didn't agree with everything President Bush did. But the way he handled veterans, the way he mm-hmm. handled people in the military, I've never seen that. I haven't seen that since. Yeah. I've, I've seen President Trump, you know, do a lot of things, uh, a lot of good reach outs. Like I've seen him go to VA hospitals and stuff like that before. But I saw uh, President Bush go into like aircraft, you know, right. as, as uh, troops were leaving uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. And he would like physically hold them as they were crying. I mean, it was amazing. So it so to you, it's the, in the tone. <clears throat> I guess, the but the tone of well, when you it was say the, the name. It was the tone that made me look at being respectful and calling the president by his title. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like I, I think that was more along what it was. Yeah. So I've been sensitive to that ever since. Yeah. Okay. So we were talking earlier about Joe Biden. You think that that's happening? Uh, who? Oh, lunchbox. Joe- <laughs> lunchbox. Got it. Uncle. Uncle Joe, good yeah. old Uncle Joe, yeah. good old Uncle Joe, blue collar Joe. Are you are you telling me that's not going to be the funnest election in I, the history of fun elections? I mean, if you like dumpster fires, <laughs> yeah, sure. Can Great you fun? The just the 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 build up to the debate. There's going to be so many one liners thrown around, and then once they get in the debate, yeah, lunchbox is just going to be laughing the entire time, like he did with uh, Paul Ryan. Remember that yeah. debate? Yeah. Where Paul Ryan really dropped the ball. Yeah. Like, Paul Ryan was like, I thought he was a smart guy and he was ready for that debate. Yeah. But Paul Ryan really started throwing softballs and then Lunchbox just laughed the entire time. <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was. Who do you think are going to be his, uh, the contenders for the Democrats? You think Elizabeth Warren? Oh man. No, I don't, I don't think, I think Elizabeth Warren's going to bow out. Really? Uh, I, that, that's, that's, that's the last thing I heard. I think Kamala Harris is really being groomed for it. Uh, I think man. she's, she's taking the same path. That President Obama did. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Really is. First yeah. term Fast senator. Track. Yep. 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 Um, I, I really think that I really think that they want to jump on. And, and I think that a lot of them are going to do that narrative of a woman got screwed yeah. out of the last election. Yeah. So now we're going to do it right. I don't know. I just I just think I think Kamala Harris is the problem is, is that there's this civil war going on in the Democratic Party right now. There are the hardcore progressive lefties that mm-hmm. want to that think that okay the old way did not work the Hillary Clinton uh, fact- faction did not work that the millennials and other people along those like the Bernie Sanders crew they want to go hardcore right they're, they're saying right. That you didn't get anything done right we're right. gonna Let's, get it done yep yep you know yep. all the free free stuff galore we're, we're gonna promise it which is so interesting to me they're doubling down on a lot of what got President Trump elected. Oh, look, I said President President Trump. There you go. There. Good. Super respectful. But <laughs> that I mean, that is what got him elected. It wasn't because he was popular. People didn't really necessarily love him. It was because the nonsense being spewed by Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders and, you know, all of those people. So Joe Biden, honestly, it kind of it frightens me a little bit. The thought of Joe Biden running because I feel like a lot of those middle of the road people, a lot of those people who only voted for Trump because the alternative was Hillary Clinton. Right. All of those people. Well, then, I mean, I feel like they might consider Joe. You're absolutely right. Um, And I will push back a little bit on 
I, I, I think Trump, President Trump, g- came in at the right time. <laughs> Be respectful, when Jason. There, when there was the immigration crisis, when you had people that weren't actually addressing the right, the, you know, the issue, mm-hmm. they wanted someone that would actually s- say, "Shut up with all your narrative junk." Yeah. We want people to tell us, or you know, what exactly the problem is. And the immigration was a huge problem, and he was one of the only ones that was actually calling it for what it was. Right. There was other things, like I remember Michael Moore had this like speech where he said, "Like I was in Michigan." When uh, when when uh, then candidate Trump came in and was looking at them and basically p- promising all their factory jobs are going to come back. Right. And Michael Moore, Michael Moore then was saying, look, I don't care what the polls say. That guy's going to become president because he's the only one that's telling them about that. He didn't want him to become president, but he was like, he's the only one saying it. Right. Right. But the, but let's let's cross that with yeah. what people like Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders. They're doing the same thing to their base. Right. They're saying, look, we know that you want free uh, college tuition. You're paying way too much. Yeah. We, we're going to get it all free. We know that you can't, you know, uh, you know, give your family health care. It's too expensive. We're going to give it to you for free. They're the only ones that are saying that to those people. Free, free, free. Free everything. Yeah. Santa, it's the Santa Claus. It's Santa Claus politics. Yeah. You know, well. but they're the only ones saying it. So it's going to be dangerous because yeah. they're. Yeah, I know. And Joe Biden makes me really nervous. We have been talking for some time about Dawn to Dusk from Brickhouse Nutrition. And you need to know about one of their new products. It's Field of Greens. And it is awesome because it's basically a full serving of fruits and vegetables. It's in powdered form. So it is a hundred percent organic prebiotic probiotic boosts immunity has antioxidant power and it's not an extract. It's real food. You put one scoop in eight ounces of water or your favorite drink and you're done. That's it. Go to brickhousedoc.com. Try Field of Greens today and get 10% off a month's supply with the offer code doc. That's BrickHouseDoc.com, BrickHouseDoc.com, 10% off a month's supply with the offer code DOC. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. with Doc Thompson. Let's see. Let's read some tweets. I know you guys get really angry. They get really mad if we don't read tweets (laughs) every so often. Oh, Raider. Raider says his heart is broken because I like to drink dirty water beer called Michelob Ultra. All right. Let me just defend myself for a second. I'm aware that there are better beers out there. However, there are very little that are also low calorie. So I'm stuck with Michelob Ultra or vodka soda or whiskey and diet. Or shotgunning Natty Light. Or... That was old Sarah. I think <laughs> I think we've established the standard for her Sarah's standard beer standard is pretty low, actually. So but I wouldn't I, hold her too accountable for this. But I love that his heart is broken over the Michelob Ultra, but not the Natty Light. <laughs> Just the Michelob Ultra. I think that's kind of like a sin that everyone like doesn't want to admit to from way back in the day. You know, the college days. Yeah. And it's like, can we just not talk about the Natty Light? Days? Right. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm honest. Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah Gonzalez, 
And I'd like to give you your daily dose of crazies in California. Oh, can't wait. Yeah, we have been talking a lot here at The Blaze about how ridiculous California is. I know, Jason, you've been really into, uh, you know, looking at just how many people are, how many businesses are leaving California, fleeing, you know, to places like Texas. Uh, And it's a lot of it is because of the laws, the regulations, the taxes. Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts on that, Jason? You're moving to California, what, next week? Oh, my gosh. I love California. I will never, ever go back to California. I I lived there for probably, I don't know, like 12 years, something Mm -hmm. like that, after I got out of the military and I got a job out there. And I literally felt like I was behind an iron curtain. That no one that I, I had no one that I could talk to that I agreed with. No one yeah. at all. Yeah. And it's 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 so it's it's crazy because you do make you do make more money living out there. You make, I think, the 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 percentage is eleven percent more money that you make out there. So you look at your income and then if you talk to one of your your friends, say back uh-huh. here in Texas, uh-huh. and they're like, Oh wow, I do the same thing and I don't You make, make that. wait, hold on. You make eleven percent more. But the cost of living is like fifty percent more. Am I wrong? No, so you're exactly right. So that that's it. That's what that's what they never really talk about. I mean, I'm not the best at math, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that doesn't even out. Yeah. Wow. No. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm looking here really quickly, trying to find. I was writing something up for Glenn uh, that he's gonna be talking about today, and we were talking about just some of the uh, some of the companies that. Uh, that have left and you were just talking, mm-hmm. you were just talking about mm-hmm. that. Some, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. So, so, and I'm still not finding it. <laughs> this is a long monologue that Glenn's going to read today. Uh, Tune in. Yeah. The Glenn Beck program. It's going to be really good. Um, okay, here we go. Here we go. So this is just in the past 12 to 24 months. Okay. Okay. Carl's Jr., mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of. Ugh. Really? <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot it. You cannot speak food around... <laughs> You, I mean, just you can just speak good food. If it was called Tofu Junior, Junior, then you'd be all about it. I do love tofu. But, but anyway, so Carl's Junior they moved to Nashville. Toyota moved their headquarters out of California. They went to Texas. Keep in mind, this is all in the twelve past twelve to twenty four months. Wow. Um, Jacobs Engineering Group mm-hmm. also went to Texas. Mm-hmm. Nissan North America they went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Jamba Juice, which you're probably a big fan of. Right? I am. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Occidental Petroleum, Omnitrack Software, Chevron. Waste connections, all of them have picked up shop and moved to Texas. Wow. All of them. Now, that's that's not even the entire list. Mm -hmm. Now, in the next six to 12 months, over two dozen more companies have announced they're looking to leave. Wow. Now, there's a study that that was done, I think, just a year ago. And they are speculating that on the official records, there's been about 1,600 companies that have left the state of California over the past 10 years. 1600 but they say Mm. that most of those figures are skewed because a lot of those don't go reported so they said if you account for all the ones that haven't even been reported Mm -hmm. over 10,000 companies in the past decade have decided that we cannot (laughs) deal with this over regulation and these taxes and they're moving that's insane oh my gosh that's crazy and it also could be due to crazy california laws like uh like this one in fresno no one may uh annoy Birds or reptiles or animals within the confines of any park. So you can't annoy. You can't annoy the lizards in the park. 
Okay. What constitutes annoying those those lizards? Uh, that, well, you're going to have to ask the lizard <laughs> how he feels on that particular day, Jason, because I don't know. Maybe just your mere existence annoys him. That's very possible. In Los Angeles County, it is illegal to throw a Frisbee without the permission of a lifeguard. Oh, I thought you going to say of the dog. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. He may not want to play fetch with that Frisbee. He may not want to without the permission of a lifeguard. And you can be fined up to $1,000 for failure to comply. Wow. In Los Angeles, wow. it is illegal to wear a zoot suit. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Is that from the zoot suit riots, I wonder? Yes. Yes. Like back in the 70s? I, I guess. I okay. guess. Uh, yeah. But that's actually, I, I guess I agree with that law because zoot suits look stupid. <laughs> Oh, stupid. oh, okay, Mr. Conservative. So now we're regulating people, what they wear based on if they look stupid. I'm making that one exception. If you wear a zoot suit, come on. Uh, and there is a law about, you probably are familiar with this one, controlling cow flatulence. Oh, yes. Are cow you familiar farts. with that one? Yes. Yeah. So you are supposed to capture capture the cow farts into a tube. You put a tube into the cow's digestive system, which I imagine I know where that enters to go into the digestive system, I guess. I don't know. Nostril? Uh, <laughs> way far down there. And venting it into a backpack. Where does it go from there? That's a great question. That's a, like you. I mean, eventually you have to release the gas somewhere, right? Is that how it works? You go into like the cow flatulence room. <laughs> There's like a centralized hub for cow flatulence where everyone goes and waves their backpacks around really quick and releases it and then hurries and closes the door really quickly. How do this is all they have gone. This is all full blown climate control. Crazy town. Yeah. I mean, that's what this is for. And, yeah. and, and the water stuff, like what we were talking about on news and why it matters yesterday, uh, 55 gallons, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that goes yes. into effect on what is that? I think 2022, 2022, right. 55 gallons, no more baths for you. Ever. Sorry. So uh, one bath is 80 to 100 gallons. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you just made it to where you cannot take a bubble bath. You or can't. Okay. Salt bath so or- um, single mom. Okay. I would like to enjoy a bubble bath and a nice glass of wine every once in a while. Can't do it in California. You want to uh, bathe your toddler. Can't do it in California. You're just going to. Ha- I mean, hey, are they old enough to like toddle around? Can they stand on two feet? Eh, I mean, they may slip a little bit, but that's okay. Put them, put them in the shower. Sorry, one and a half year old, you're taking a shower now. How? What did the shower? Uh, how many gallons was the shower? The shower was uh, an eight minute shower. Was yeah, about forty. And, so that, and again, eight minutes. Who takes an eight minute shower? Please. So if you take a sh- one shower a day, and let's say, and let's say if you use the bathroom, if you mm-hmm. flush the toilet, that's around two gallons. Yeah. That my grandpa. Would break 55 gallons probably before lunchtime. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. Not even taking into account like just running the sink. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Uh, All right. We have a company, Minostalgia, at blazewildrice.com. They have been advertising with us for a while, and they have amazing products like they have the super healthy wild rice, wild uh, wild rice waffle mixes, sweet hot pepper jams, hearty soup mixes, honeys, and their newest item, we were just talking about beer, 
Beer jelly. Yes, beer jelly. And guess what? It's not made with Michelob Ultra. It's made with much better beer. Like okay? Natty Light. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, my nostalgia. It's not made with Natty Light. It's way better than that. So they have six tasty varieties at blazewildrice.com. They have their sampler packs on sale right now, so you can try a variety of products and save 10% when you use promo code NEWS10. Father's Day is coming up. What better gift to get him than beer jelly. I mean, please. They have a grilling sampler pack that includes one of the new beer jellies. Perfect for dad. Comes in a wooden crate. Boom. Get it. And then you're done. Remember to use promo code NEWS and the number 10 at blazewildrice.com to get 10% off. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. Not offensive if it's true, right? This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Sorry, still stuck with me. Sarah Gonzalez filling in for Doc Thompson here with Jason Buttrell. And we were discussing crazy California laws. I'd just like to bring up a few more. In the city of Walnut, it is illegal for a man to dress up like a woman unless prior permission has been gained from the sheriff. (laughs) What? Yeah. That's still a law in California? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that that's something the I know, LGBT right? hit squad would be all over. Hey, people of Walnut, get on that. <laughs> okay? If if men want to dress up like women, they don't they shouldn't have to ask the sheriff. They should just be able to do it. Also in Walnut, no child can wear a Halloween mask without permission from the sheriff. So, I'm getting the sense that the town of Walnut the sheriff there needs to like maybe get off his high horse a little bit. He, he has way too much power. And he's got a, he must be very busy around Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of special permissions you have to get. Yeah, right? How many I people know. are in Walnut? In Dana Point. Oh, cool place. Is it? Yeah. Well, you will be sad to know you may not use your own bathroom if the window is open. So wow. you got to keep that <laughs> trapped inside. They don't want those smells to be going out the window. My wife would break that every morning and afternoon when I get home from work. <laughs> really? So every time you get home, she opens the windows? Oh, she yeah, it's preemptive. Preemptive strike. That a- is funny. A- absolutely. She's trying to tell you something, Jason. She's trying to tell you something. All right. We have a, uh, a guest with us here to talk about his book, The Mayo Clinic Family Health Book, Dr. Scott Litton. Hi, Dr. Scott. How are you? Pretty good, Tara. Nice to talk to you today. So nice to talk to you. So tell us about this uh, family health book. I hear it's a must-have for moms and dads. Well, it it's a, a wonderful, almost 1,400-page health guide. Now, we, we do not have any information in there about the value of opening or closing bathroom windows. <laughs> uh, well, that's a shame. Uh, early a in shame. the morning, but we have probably every other health issue that you care about, have heard about, your family or extended family may have had. Uh, Interesting. We, we're, we're proud of this because, as you know, Mayo Clinic is one of the top-rated hospitals in the United States or the world, and we've assembled experts in every 
specialty to help contribute to this book and update it so that uh, the chapters are reliable, up-to-date, easy to read, and one can find information on almost anything. Dr. Litton, I, uh, so I got a, a personal question for you here. My, it seems like it's uh, the internet and like WebMD has almost destroyed my family in some <laughs> cases because yes. my wife thinks that everyone's got some crazy <laughs> yes. disease yes. or some kind of sickness. And I'm, I, I say all that to set up. Do you think that the internet and websites like that have caused, you know, some kind of like some harm to the medical profession? And does your book help to maybe fix some of those uh, problems? Well, I think one of the problems when people just go online or Google something is you really don't know what you're getting. Right. And it's almost when, when uh, uh, if somebody goes across the border and buys a medication that's meant to fix all harms, you don't know what's in it because there's no regulation. Mm. Uh, what we pride ourselves in, the information that we deliver is reliable it's not scare tactics. We have common, common things when people want to know how to, how to treat an injury. What do you do when somebody is bleeding before health arrives? What do you do if you witness a seizure before calling for help? This isn't meant to replace your own health care provider, but it's meant to give you some information. <clears throat> I often tell my patients, when you take your car into the shop, you tend to discuss all these things with the mechanic and come up with a shared decision-making. Well, these kind of books with reliable health information help patients read a little bit about more, more about diseases, tests, and treatments, mm -hmm. and then have shared decision-making with their health care provider. But the other important thing is prevention is far more important than work, worrying about a disease once you get it. Mm -hmm. So the topics from diet and fitness and keeping up with your immunizations and what, what tests are needed, what tests aren't, uh, is also helps people keep on top, of, on top of the game and keep them healthy. Yeah. Uh, you know, here in America, I feel like we're all kind of overworked and always, you know, stressed out all the time. Uh, a lot of people report very high stress levels. Do you think that um, those high stress levels contribute to some of the, you know, health problems that we see today in society that are so prevalent? Oh, absolutely. And that's why, you know, part of our book talks about staying healthy and taking care of yourself. W one of the best medications that we have is exercise. And by exercise, I don't mean you have to run a marathon or you've got to go to the gym and, and hire a personal trainer and work out for an hour. Simply clearing your mind, mm -hmm. walking, yeah. uh, having a walking meeting instead of sitting down all the time, mm -hmm. having healthy choices of, of what we put into our body right. is important. And we also have uh, integrative medicine section uh, giving people some information about things like meditation, music therapy, massage, all these sort of things that can help us lower our stress levels. Right, right. Uh, Dr. Litton, tell us a little bit about you and your background. Well, I'm, 
I was actually born in Rochester, Minnesota. My father, my late father, was a psychiatrist, and they say the shoemaker's son goes barefoot. (laughs) I I entered the second class of the Mayo Medical School when it just started. Oh, wow. And my, my friends tell me my career has been second class ever since, but I try <laughs> to differ with them somewhat. I've had a wonderful career here at Mayo Clinic. I've been on the faculty since 1981. Wow. Um, so I look much younger because I've followed all the advice in the Mayo Family Health Book. Wow. And so I'm a, I'm a general internist, which means we take care of a variety of problems of adults, but also we have sections in this book about pregnancy, children, and staying healthy at every age and stage of life. Yeah, I love that uh, because as Jason pointed out, you know, everyone is so quick to Google and it's like, okay, well, I have, you know, a book that I could buy for my child and then I have a book that I could buy uh, to talk about how to stay healthy while being pregnant and I have a book that I can buy about, you know, um, how to prevent cancer. Um, so it's nice to hear that there is is one go-to, you know, source that's all, it's all of the issues, any age, it's all rolled into one. I love it. Can you tell everyone where they can find this? Well, of course, you can find it, hopefully, in all the major bookstores now, but certainly on Amazon or many of the Internet book sites. And, of course, you can go to mayoclinic.org, which is a reliable website, and you can find the book there as well. So also, if you're Googling, you can trust Mayo Clinic. Mayoclinic.org is trustworthy. Mayoclinic.org is the one website that I'll send my patients to because I know the information is truthful and reliable. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Litton. All right. Thank you for having me. Sure. So I almost wanted to get his take on this. I was reading yesterday. There was a Chinese man who uh, he was suffering from constipation and abdominal pain. And it was like two days and he was just, oh, my stomach hurts and I can't poop. You're making me nervous. I don't know where this is going. Okay. And um, so obviously he chose to stick something up there to try to, you know, flush it out. So what would you think, if you were to take a guess, that you would push up there to help? Uh, Jason has a look on his face like, I ain't sticking anything up there. Okay? So I mean, if that's my answer. If there's pressure, then doing that would make even more pressure. So I don't know where his train of thought is here. Well, I mean, even like when my son was a baby, he would be constipated and I would have to like do things to alleviate that. That's and a you thing? Have to, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you 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 stick it up there, but you have to pull it out. And then when you pull it out, it helps. Okay. I, I'm just, I, if I have to guess, mm-hmm. like a uh, plunger thingy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, no, and not a turkey baster either. Uh, this man a decided pen, that an eggplant... <laughs> Would be the perfect I was thing. Way off. The perfect thing to stick up your butt <laughs> to relieve constipation. Shockingly, it did not work 
And he ended up in the hospital because the eggplant, the eggplant, it got a little bit stuck. Did he think that, did he really think that was the best thing? Or was that, he just look around, that was the first thing that he saw? I don't know. He's like, I mean, it's long and it's kind of round and I'll just, (laughs) let's just try it and see how it works. Interesting. I just. And eggplant's large, right? I mean, Yes. Large enough, yes. I, I, possibly it was a baby eggplant. I still think that that would be a problem. <laughs> I'm not really sure what this guy's doing with his butt, but I am thinking that's. Oh my gosh, I'm seeing the pictures. Yeah. So that thing got away from him. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. He is there. Like- <laughs> he- that do you know how those eggplants can be slippery? I mean, they can be slippery. You get it too far in there, and you just you just lose it. You just gosh, lose it. No. Yeah, yeah. So they had to operate and pull out the eggplant. And I and so when they pulled it out, did it do the job that it was originally intended for? Oh That's what my I want to know. I'm looking at pictures of the eggplant removed. Why that, is this on the internet? No, you're not. Hang on, I gotta move uh, over. <laughs> Look at this. Oh my gosh! Whoa! <laughs> okay. So I believe it doesn't say. I would imagine it cured his problem. I hope so. When would that's that's insane? Mm-hmm. When would you mm-hmm. look at that and go, "That's the tool I'm using"? Uh, Never. I would not. I would not. <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> okay. So everyone out there listening, just remember. Don't use an eggplant up your butt. (laughs) You're welcome. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Sarah Gonzalez in for Doc Thompson here with Jason Buttrell. Uh, let's read some tweets really quickly. Let's see. The Steve 42 says eggplants, $20, same as downtown. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Uh, <laughs> Dave L had to uh, put his egg McMuffin down. Um, due to, due to nausea, I'm very sorry for all of you who were unfortunately eating breakfast when I told that story. I just felt like it was a very important story to tell. I mean, I I'm it's a PSA, really. It's a PSA that, and they didn't just, see the photos that you showed me afterwards. Oh, they don't. I you know <laughs> you you're not just gonna have nausea. You're gonna actually lose your breakfast <laughs> at that point. So, um, but it's, it was just a PSA. So you know, you guys, you're welcome. Okay, uh, an actual PSA though. We have relief factor here today. So we have Pete. Hello, Pete. Hey there. Yes. And we have Seth. Good morning. Yes. And Good you're morning. a, a, a father son. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. Dynamic duo. It to, says it on my birth certificate. That's that's the, right. <laughs> yeah. And you have to guess really hard. To see who's the father? <laughs> who's the son? Just count, just count the wrinkles. <laughs> uh, so tell me about how you started Relief Factor. Why? Just kind of the history of that. Uh, well, shall I you do start it. off sure. seniority and all that? Yes. Uh, you were going oh, to you anyway. Just, you gave it away. Yeah. You gave it away. Yeah. Elbow in the rib cage was, what else was that for? We have been working together for a number of years in the overall health community industry. And uh, our doctors were asked by some chiropractors mm-hmm. originally, the mm-hmm. chiropractors, came to us and said, oh, can you please create something that will help their chiropractic patients that they couldn't help with their ongoing pain? Mm-hmm. You know, pain. people are having to come back week after week after week, and just the pain mm-hmm. was still there. So to make a very long story short, after about six or eight months of a lot of research, uh, our doctors came up with uh, four the top four ingredients that did the best job of fighting inflammation, mm-hmm. which obviously a lot of people are calling the, the silent killer. Inflammation is a big problem. Yeah. So um, I guess the smartest thing we ever did was say, well, if all four help, right. let's put them all together. All Nobody together, had ever yeah. done that. Yeah. And put them all together in the right dosage. Yeah. Not right. just token dosage, just right. like most supplements do. You know, the one-a-day type products give you a little teeny bit of something. But uh, And then the results started pouring in. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. We were just kind of blown away. Once people started taking it, people that were kind of desperate, didn't know what to do, couldn't sleep at night, that kind of thing. It was really the testimonials that convinced us to turn it into a legit yeah. business, frankly. Really? We, yeah, because we had... We had our initial run come in for production, and uh, my director of operations saw the bags in inventory and said, hey, my mom has some issues with with pain. Do you mind if I send her a couple bags? I said, go for it, go for it. I didn't think anything of it. And I don't remember how long it was afterwards. It was no no more than probably four or six weeks later, I had this handwritten note on my desk and it was a couple pages and it was from her mom mm-hmm. and the the gist of the note was basically i don't know what's in this but i can write this to you by hand now mm-hmm. and <laughs> which this, i couldn't and, do before and, yeah. yeah and then it just kind of cascaded from there so there was something that that triggered in our mind i mean that's the wrong word but um <laughs> keyed off that there were there was something unique about this was yeah. the testimonials we're kind of out of this world and yeah. it just there was something there that we knew people needed and we just hadn't seen anything like it before and so we just started trying to figure out all right how do we package this in a way that um, is understandable and then is affordable for people right. and that was a real challenge because the trick that he's you know talking about the right dosing well the right dosing is high doses mm-hmm. of some challenging ingredients to get affordably that was really difficult and so part of the business model was figuring out all right how do we do this and it turned out that a majority of people bought it again and in fact it was about three out of four people would buy it again which is huge that's a big deal yeah and so that gave us an opportunity that um otherwise when you're just trying to get people to try it once yeah uh, you don't have. We, we were able to try some things with the model that worked and he, well. And he came up with a brilliant, just 
brilliant idea because we did determine it only took about two or three weeks for most. Some right. people maybe a little longer. Some people two, three days. Yeah. But he came up with the ideas. Well, let's put together a three-week quick start. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that, and we heavily discounted it. And uh, with the understanding, oh, that's okay. We don't make any money. Actually, lose money. That's okay because, as he said, the majority of people come by. Hey, and after after we knew that by that time, we knew that it was pretty sticky. That people were, and the testimonials were really starting to roll. Yeah. So I think if you would have done it in opposite sequence. It would have been a lot scarier at the time because you don't know what that retention tier is going to look like. Well, ours, we didn't, we never imagined, frankly, it would look that way. We just never imagined that. So I I was a skeptic when I first heard heard about you guys. Yeah, that's the the intro for every testimony. (laughs) (laughs) That is. (laughs) What's what's crazy though, so I was was in the Marine Corps. I was a veteran. Uh, I'm a veteran. And uh, I had to hike insane amount of miles I had to wear a pack in Afghanistan. It was like a hundred pound pack with ammunition and a bunch of stuff in it. Destroyed my back. Mm. Um, Destroyed my back and my knees as well. And I, I've always been a big runner and I always put up with it and I would take like, you know, a leave and Advil and stuff like that. But eventually as I started heading up towards 40, oh my gosh. um, (laughs) But uh, as I started heading up towards 40, that wasn't even working anymore. So I, didn't, I was just kind of like at wit's end, and I heard about this. And again, like I said, I was a skeptic. I started taking it, I think I started noticing after about a week and a half. Mm-hmm. About a week and a half, I was back to running five miles, which was unheard of before. I All I could do was like a mile and a half, and then my back and my knees were, were hurting. Yeah. yeah. This really does work. Yeah. I mean, I, I was blown away. I can do things now that I couldn't do before. And I'm, I'm just curious, have you guys marketed to veterans? Uh, have you reached out to? Because I'll say right now, if you're a veteran, you have the issues <laughs> that I had, you should give these guys a look. But the, the trick is, it's it's the skepticism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the trick with anything in the supplement industry is that the skepticism is understandably very high because it's, there's it's so much It's not a pharmaceutical garbage. drug. That's correct. Therefore, it's probably <sighs> not going to work. And well, yeah. Yeah. you can't make claims. And so we never want right. to play right. the game of like, well, how much can we get away with? And... So we have stories, we have testimonials we just don't share because people will give us credit for all kinds of crazy stuff, right? Yeah. So um, it's hard to present it to people in an authentic way um, and overcome that skepticism. It's really hard. That's why endorsements with people that are known right. have been f- so effective. What I can tell people, like, you know, when we, we've had the testimonials groups come through here, yes. I'll tell them, you know, when we send bags to endorsers, it works for almost all of them, they, mm-hmm. because if they give it enough time, they've got someone in their family with pain. If you get enough time, people do see a lot of benefit. We do, certainly don't guarantee it, but obviously with the retention the way that it is, a lot of people see results if you give it enough time, yeah. and that just has opened up a lot of doors. But that is the challenge, is that skepticism. That's yeah. right. In fact, I would say this might not be an exaggeration that 80% of the testimonials that we get and we get thousands now, uh, start off with, oh, I was skeptical, yeah. you know, and I waited six months, I waited a year, yeah. I waited three months, and that just breaks our heart. I mean, you know, people aren't sleeping through the night, yeah. they can't walk up and down stairs without grimacing, yeah. uh, they can't, one lady hadn't driven her car in three years because her pain in her hands were so bad, she couldn't turn the key. Well, that sounds silly, but for her, that was very real. Big yeah. deal. Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. So, 
Uh, <clears throat> you talk about veterans. We get, we've had, in fact, right here uh, in your studios, we had a fella with the FBI who had to retire. Right. He had a, an injury, a mm-hmm. work-related mm-hmm. injury with the FBI. He had to retire. And he said, oh, if I'd only listened and taken relief factors sooner, I wouldn't have had to retire. And he was only like 40. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Police officers, what have you. So, no, we haven't actually done a veterans push. Yeah. That's maybe not a bad idea. Yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, literally, he, I mean, he gets 10%. Okay. <laughs> well, and, you know, so even I think that people look at this and they think that, you know, it's for older people like Jason. But oh. just kidding. Just kidding. But um, I take it too. She hit me on the hair, Seth. This is something that you should be sensitive <laughs> yeah, about too because yeah. I see we oh, go you're to the pulling same me into this. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks. thanks. <laughs> we're, we're already there. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, okay. But, but I take it, I take Are we it too. Are shines at this yeah. point? <laughs> Measure the diameter. And the... Okay, okay. Uh, I was in a is. car accident in 2013 and I had, uh, or I have a bunch of, uh, protruding discs and mm. you know other problems stemming from that car accident that just made it to where it was it, you know you're just you're living in pain all the time yeah. and I've said this to Glenn uh, and I really do there's a part of me who really honestly I get the people who are very sick and are in pain all the time yeah. who end up committing suicide like, I, there's a there's a level of me that's like I would never do that but I understand what drove them to do it because when you live in pain and you're just constantly in pain and the it doesn't go away, it you it really you yeah. feel completely hopeless. Uh, so yeah. it's and this has genuinely worked for me. It's been amazing, um, Brad. I it's funny. I texted Brad. I kept seeing the commercials in the studio, and I texted Brad and I said, "Does this stuff really work?" And he's <laughs> like, "Yes. Yeah. Go get some. It's in the kitchen. Try it. Give it two weeks." I'm telling you it works. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I texted him, you know, maybe a week later and I was like, oh my gosh, this stuff really works. Yeah, we get some of the testimonials that we get sound crazy. Yeah. And part of it is that people's enthusiasm from getting that edge in life back, getting some hope because they're out of it. The things that you do, you know, the lady who can drive and we had a, we had a guy, our first set of testimonial people that came through mm-hmm. a couple of years ago i remember he i didn't i hadn't prepped to read through all of the stories because we you know had interviewed him a little bit before and i stood there and he said i hadn't been out of my home in eight years wow. until yeah. today he, he was right here at the studio until today wow. and he's, this, he's this really calm reserved <laughs> guy and he's like yeah i haven't been out of the home in, in eight years wow until today and i was able our very first. That sounds crazy. Yeah. So yeah. it's there when people when we post these online or whatever. You know, I if I was a complete stranger coming in cold and I'd see that, I'd be like, yeah, right, just because. Right. Okay, but yeah. you can understand that when people get some of that hope back. Yeah, when they get out of that pain trap. Yep, you can understand how some of them, some of these testimonials, just are. They're really quite touching. They're they're really quite moving. It's very, very exciting. One thing about the ingredients, people say, well, what's really in it? Well, the four ingredients, and of course, I all, this, all of the, the details are on our website, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to get too scientific here. But what's uh, especially unique is that each ingredient 
uh, deals with inflammation, mm -hmm. but it deals with it each from a different metabolic pathway. Yeah. So you come at it from this way, you come at it from here and there and what have you. And we're not exactly sure for everybody. It may be different. It may be this pathway or the combination of number two and number three of the four ingredients. But all we know is that when you lower your inflammatory markers, your whole body likes it. Yeah. And it's very good. Very important to lower those inflammatory. So markers. we want to. So the product is really designed to boost your body's natural Fight. inflammatory response. Right. Is what mm -hmm. we, you know, say on the label. Is. Yes. That's what it's really doing is helping your body fight it itself. Right. The best way it can, and uh, you know, we're quite grateful that it has been effective, as but effective I, as it is. I have to tell you, it's the most fulfilling thing knowing that so many people, when pain grabs you yes for week after week month after month uh it's very fulfilling yes getting these testimonies i mean it's literally it life-changing for people yeah, well it is oh. like my mom is one of the stories yeah oh. she's she's one of them she's one of them that was constantly nagging me about you're going to turn this into a legit business right because <laughs> you've got to get this in people's hands because right. she had unbelievable life change through this product yeah and so it's it's been it's been very exciting. We were just reflecting on it's been about four years of us doing this wild ride, and it's gone by quickly. But the stories are by far the things that linger. You asked me, you know, you you catch me in a moment of what this really boils down to. Mm -hmm. And for us, these stories are just they're very very fulfilling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I pretty much everyone here at the Blaze, yeah. we are all in. Yeah. We are fully invested yeah. in uh, yeah. Relief Factor, yeah. and it's uh, relieffactor.com. That's it. Okay, so that's where you guys can go uh, get your your three three week quick start. Yep, that's right. It's Say only, that three times fast. It's only nineteen ninety five. Yes, plus you've been handling. And yeah, it's less than a dollar a day just to see. Maybe you can be a part of the majority mm -hmm. of people who uh, can either dramatically lower their pain or totally eliminate it. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely worth it. Uh, relieffactor.com. Thank you guys so much for joining thank us. You. Thanks for having us. And thank you for Relief Factor. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you are looking for a way to become politically involved, but you don't have time, you can easily make conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone. Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is used by a lot of people here around the studio because it is the only conservative cell phone company in the country that fights for your values, not the liberal causes that all of the other uh, cell phone carriers fight for now. Patriot Mobile is, uh, like I said, used by a lot of people here at the studio, and you can get reliable nationwide coverage on unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month. Come on. That is amazing. This month, you can save big and get the iPhone 6S or a brand new Samsung J7 for only $6 a month. That's crazy. $6 a month. Are you kidding me? You got to jump on this. Call to make the switch today at 1-800-APATRIOT or visit patriotmobile.com slash doc. That's patriotmobile.com slash doc or 1-800-APATRIOT. Switch today and make conservative change happen every time you use your cell phone. The Morning Blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except honest and factual. Huh. What a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
with Doc Thompson. All right, let me get to some tweets really quickly. So <laughs> the pickled squirrel is trying to make you feel better, Jason. They said, mm-hmm. at least Jason isn't older than Ted Cruz, <laughs> which is what they always tease Doc about. So you're you're young-ish. Ish. Ish. How, how old is Ted Cruz? Older than you? Probably not my much, though. Quick, let's think. do a quick Google. Ted Cruz age. 47 years. Oh, so yeah, he's got my seven years. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and then, let's see. Dave wants to know, does Relief Factor help with stuck eggplants? Well, you know what, Dave? <laughs> they, it can't do everything, okay? It's a miracle pill, but not for eggplants. <laughs> I, although I would look into Relief Factor before I look to the eggplant, regardless yes. of any medical situation. Yes, yeah. I think probably uh, you can... Hedge your bet on <laughs> whatever the choice is that's not the eggplant. <laughs> uh, so we were talking, I guess it was last week, about the MS-13 gang and the comments that Trump had made. How dare he call those people animals? Uh, there was a video that came out that they wanted to know. I think it was the Daily Caller wanted to know if someone would rather date a Trump supporter or an MS-13 gang member. Let's listen to what they had to say. Gang member or a Trump supporter? Oh, gang member. Give it a gang member! So I'm gonna go MS-13. Yeah, probably MS-13 member. MS-13. MS-13, all the way. Neither. I'll stay single. It's embarrassing that I don't know what an MS-13 gang member is. Uh, Can someone tell me what that is? I'm not going to date either of them, I don't think. Uh, I guess a Trump supporter, because um, I guess at least they stand for something. MS-13. Why? Why an MS-13? Because I lived in Bolivia, so I understand a little bit of the culture. Not for the Trump supporters. No. no, I mean, your choice is your choice, but not for me. What if it was Kylie? Ooh, what sauce are you on? <laughs> well, still not a Trump supporter, but probably the uh, MS-13 gang member. Yeah, a lot of Trump supporters were probably raised by rich white dads and people with lots and lots of money, and they, they're bred into being Trump supporters. I'm from Connecticut, and I can tell you 80% of the girls in high school would say that they were Republican when they were in high school because their dads were rich white dads, and they had no idea what Republican even meant. Oh. Wow. Well, I would venture to guess that all of these people have no idea what an MS-13 gang member means. I mean, when you say gang member, that should kind of give it away. Well, I mean, there, there was that one woman who was like, oh, give me that gang member. Oh, yes, honey, please. Insane. Insane. Do, I mean, do these people, like, do they, they, surely they don't know. Surely they don't know that these are gang members. Like they don't know that they're real. Like really, it's not just like like a high school gang club. Like they're decapitating people. I don't know. I I would like to think that they don't know what they're talking about, but I truly believe that that's how polarized we are. Like I really do. Like it does not matter what the stance, as long as it's anything anti Trump. Trump, then they're going to jump in full steam ahead. I really do. I, that that's how polarized we are. I bet I fully believe that. I think they believe that. I really do. That's it's amazing to me. It, I mean, it's really sad, but it did make me think. Okay, so I wouldn't like. I'm not talking about Trump because I, you know, I, I'm obviously I'm a conservative-ish, libertarian-ish, somewhere in that mix. Uh, but 
obviously I wouldn't date an MS-13 gang member. Let's just get that out of the way. But would you be able to be in a relationship with someone who did not share your political views? Because clearly the people, I mean, they're they're clearly liberal and they're like, I can't be with a Trump supporter, please. And I'm like, okay, well, if someone asked me that, not giving me the choice between a MS, MS-13 gang member and, o- and Obama, but if they just said, would you date someone who supported Obama? I'd be like, hard pass. Right. It, you know, it's relationships are so difficult anyway. Yeah. The, the smallest things will set you off. So I can see how it's definitely easy. It's definitely easier if you have the same political views. It's easier. But I think it could, I totally could if my partner was respectful towards it. You know what I mean? Like if we right. could have respectful conversations, right. then absolutely we could have different viewpoints politically yeah. and, and still get along fine. The problem is in this day and age that people can't do that anymore. Right. They can't be respectful if you have a different opinion yeah. of them. Everything is too polarized. And I'm curious, people in that video right there, I, I wonder, like, see, I think that they all have a general, like, you know, knowledge base of what a gang member does and what they stand for. Do they know really what they're standing up against as far as when it comes to President Trump? Like when they're saying, OK, no, there are values on the table here and I do not support a Trump supporter and I'll side with the MS-13 gang member. Which values are they not supporting? Because... Right. Because there's been a lot of things that have been said about the president. There's been a lot of stuff that's been hyped in the media. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of things that have been taken out of context. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're basing this entire hatred off of? Or is it just completely, you know, conservative principles? Because I don't know. Like I, The president hasn't really been a really strong advocate of coming out and like just explaining conservative theory. Yeah. I, he's done great policy. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't really have any, any issues with his policy. Right. Do they have issue with his policies? Uh, they don't. I, they don't know his policies. They don't know them. Is what I'm going to go ahead and say. They. Uh, but he colluded with Russia, and he should be impeached. So do you think that's it? Yeah. Do you think it's the collusion stuff? And I all think. The- it, well, and the and the stormy. It's all the sensational headlines. They don't look beyond that. I mean, why would you click on a link? Please, that's too much work. All right. It is summer. Summer is here, especially here in Texas. And there is no better time than now to get a new flag for summer. You got to check out collinsflags.com. They have any kind of flag that you need. They are family owned and operated since 2001. And guess what? They're all made here in America. All orders ship within 24 hours. Shipping is free on orders over $75. It's a great Midwestern company, great Midwestern values. They have a special offer right now for Blaze listeners. If you use promo code Blaze, you will receive an extra 15% discount. That is promo code Blaze to receive 15% off your order. Plus, remember, free shipping on all orders over $75. CollinsFlags.com. Go there now. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, congratulations. You have a sense of humor. This is the Morning Blaze. I am Sarah Gonzalez filling in for Doc. I believe he's back Thursday. So I know all of you guys are anxiously awaiting his return. Uh, Let's see what tweets we have. Michael says his wife and he didn't always agree on politics, but their values are aligned. And that's more important than political names. 
okay, that's fair. But for me, I feel like a lot of politics are kind of values too. So I guess that's where it gets it gets dicey for me. Um, because for instance, like if someone is pro-choice and someone is pro-life, you would assume that they would be two separate political parties as well. And then that could be a problem. So I don't know. And there's a whole lot of other ways that you can get entangled and mixed up in that, like the, like the immigration debate. Like now, if you're on the left, you're obviously going to be, you know, using words, made up words like undocumented. And if I use the word illegal, boom, that's an argument. Right. Right. You know, I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's just so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jack Hole Zombie says the lack of intellectual honesty, common sense and brains in general in my generation is killing me. Uh, girl, hashtag me too. <laughs> I don't think I'm young enough to be in your generation, but I feel you on a spiritual level. And let's see. Backyard Cows said when asked hypothetically, would you date dot dot dot? You always have to reply with the question is she hot? <laughs> I mean, Those I just wide words, yeah, wise words. I thought that that was just understood. Yeah, <laughs> that's the but, first. That's the first thing. You can, but okay, is she hot though? Check mark <laughs> off the list. Got it. Uh, okay, Grant brings up a great point. People don't hate Trump because of the Stormy Daniel things, Russian collusion, or any other logical issue. They're anti-Trump because it's popular. That's a great point. That's a really great point. I mean, I there. I guess I should say they're getting their talking points from the media and their talking points would be, well, he had sex with a porn star that one time and he yeah. is in bed with Putin and all these other things. But it is very popular. They hate Trump because it's tribal. Yeah. Like they would they all everyone. Most of the people, especially in, in, in pop culture and, and like, you know, music art, let's say rappers. They loved Trump before. Yeah. Loved him. Yep. Jay-Z included him in songs. Yep. I'm at the Trump International. Ask for me. I mean, that's that's I, I don't know the rest of that song, but I do know that <laughs> lyric. But uh, but they 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 loved him. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if he was on the left right now, being just as like outspoken and hardcore, they would be cheering him on. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. I saw a tweet from Sally Field the other day where she was talking about the C word, how, you know, the C word, oh, Samantha B thing. Oh, don't even get me started. And she was all like saying, yes. yeah, yeah, you know, rallying the troops. If, 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 uh, if the president would have said, uh, would have said that and he was on the left, same thing. Yep. They'd be cheering him on. Yep. Yep. But because he's not, he's just because he happens to be on the wrong tribe right now, you know, the wolves are at the gate. You know, they're, they're coming after. I know. Uh, one of those polarizing issues is, of course, Guns, which I mean, shouldn't really be like a a polarizing issue. It's very clearly written in the Constitution that, um, you know, where we are allowed to bear them, bear arms. But uh, apparently it's very controversial. Uh, America's Got Talent has it's back in swing the uh, new season. And there was a teen girl who I will say um, she lost her father. Her father was apparently involved in. Um, some sort of gun violence and her father did die um, and she she had a rap about it let's let's listen look if he would have put that gun down then he would have been here right now and if he would have put that gun down then she would have been here right now and if he would have put that gun down then they would have been here right now if he would have put that gun down listen 
Do you know what it's like to not have a father? No one to talk to when you get mad at your mama I know you ain't gonna pick up the phone, I still call you The reason that it hurts so bad, I never saw you The way my grandma be acting, it got me losing hope I swear to God, I hate to see her on and off the coke She said, baby girl, this is just the way I cope Man, all this weight up on my shoulders trying to stay afloat But no, nah, I don't want your sympathy I'm just telling y'all, this was really, really meant for me This industry, that's why the labels in the TV shows Yeah, they keep on hitting me And mama was struggling trying to keep the lights on And I had some snakes in my grass Yeah, those pythons It's hard to see the silver lining when the lights off But I know one day that I'm gonna be an icon Yeah, so I gotta keep pushing People still hating on me At least I know that they looking And they see me coming up So they peek through the bushes But I'm just trying to raise awareness For the people that's looking And yo, if he would've put that gun down Then he would've been here right now If he would've put that gun down then she would have been here right now. And if he would have put that gun down, then they would have been here right now. If he would have put that gun down. Everybody, put your guns down. All right, credit where credit is due. She's dope. She's good. She's got like a Tupac thing going. I mean, That's I was what I, got from I that. was dancing. Like, like she's she's good. Um, before we before we kind of dissect this navigate this a little bit uh i want to play what what the uh what the judges said i hope america all puts their guns down and spends time voting for you so it's a yes (sighs) you just had to take it there oh howie you just had to take it there howie so again it's that's terrible for this this young girl to grow up without her father Um, And, you know, it's very sad that he was involved in something like that, uh, that he died because of guns. But I it's it's very scary to hear them using this kind of emotional message like they so often do. You know, the left so often latches onto this emotional message. These, you know, I mean, that's awful for this girl and I'm not it's not her it's not her fault however can we just talk for a minute about all of the lives that guns have saved no no (laughs) oh you can't okay well I guess we're done here or or prepared to be bullied into submission I mean if you you bring that up like it's just it's not right to to come at it from that angle and well oh America you're right put your guns down these this guy died from uh, gun violence. You, you got to get rid of the guns. What 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 really irritates me, especially on the left, is and, and with young people that are jumping on this, is a lot of them are really talented. Like yes. this girl, like like yes. seriously, like I, I she sounded like a Tupac like type uh, yes. like artist, yeah. like someone that's really got a lot to say, you know, and uh, and and uses and and includes poetry instead of just random like. You know, most rap songs nowadays I can barely listen to because I don't, you know, it's just, it just seems like a bunch of lyrics don't even make any sense or they're not really saying anything, but she clearly has something to say. Right. Now, the problem is with all that talent, they're just not saying the right things. Right. They're not saying things that could actually do something that could actually address the, you know, the roots of the problem. Yeah. They just jump to like whatever narrative, you know, is being said right now and instantly vilify guns. Yeah. Like they don't, how, why does conservatives not have like talented people like that. I, I don't understand <sighs> that. I, we're the worst. We're the me. worst at messaging, uh, you know, because you, and that's the whole thing too, is that when they say died from gun violence, well, I mean, in this particular situation, apparently it says that he died at age 20 after he was shot 
in what the girl described as a rivalry. So take that what you will. To me, I'm thinking some kind of gang-related incident, maybe. I mean, but clearly he was involved in things he shouldn't have been involved in. I don't call that gun violence. I call that a cultural problem. That's not, I mean, were there guns involved? Obviously, yes. Um, but that's, that's a, I mean, that was a, people make choices in life and their choices unfortunately affect other people around them. But I just, it, it frightens me that they are able to use these people's messages uh, to propel the idea that we should be taking away everyone's guns and not at all drawing attention to the fact that guns have saved so many more lives. So what would we be doing then if we did put our guns down? Where, where would, I mean, what would happen to all of those lives? But we're supposed to put our guns down because people get involved in bad things. It's just, it's, it's frightening to me that, you know, I mean, that they, they use, they take whatever emotional message they can and they use it and we don't have, and we're not, we're not doing that. What's frightening to me is this huge push now towards a second amendment. Second amendment's completely under assault mm-hmm. to where I, I always said that I never thought that anything would happen to the second amendment, but I doubt it sometimes with, with, with this. And, and, and if you th- consider the climate that we're in right now, where uh, gun violence as a whole yeah. is at historic yep. lows. Yep. Historic lows. Violent crime as a whole is 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 way, way down. Mm-hmm. Now, if that being the case, it's unprecedented to have this much attention towards going against the NRA and going against the Second Amendment. Yep. It's absolutely unprecedented. Yep. And really it's and it's because of these high profile shootings that have happened. It, it's because of that. Now yeah. those are, you know, not common. They're yeah. not common. But in this day and age, and in, in this, and you know, and with with uh, social media, mass media, you know, all of this stuff gets like you know plastered all over the place instantly, and everyone talks about it. There is no way to get to, you know. There's no way to have a convers you know a rational conversation about what the situation on the ground really is like. Right. No one hears that gun violence is. If you if you ask somebody how is gun violence on it, it'd be oh my gosh, it's like catastrophic. You yeah. Know what I mean, it's like it's like Syria and Iraq here in the United States. Absolutely. Actually, it's exactly the opposite. Historic lows. But you don't hear those figures. Right. All you see is the headline. Right. And I mean, I I will say, uh, reading some of your tweets, I the the girl, I'm not saying that the girl meant it in like we need to round everyone's guns up and confiscate them from everyone. I'm saying that's how it's I feel like that's how Howie then tried to push it. Because the left, anytime they see an opportunity to push that narrative, they want to push it. I mean, that like she's, you know, probably advocating for like, hey, let's try to solve problems differently. Yeah, and let's, let's be peaceful. Right, right. And I'm totally on board with that. I'm not saying the girl is somehow uh, trying to, you know, assault the Second Amendment. I was, I just... I felt like that was how it was interpreted by the judge, though, and then gets an immediate yes. Now, I would have given her a yes anyway because she's really good. But it's just scary to see them latch on to any kind of emotional message they can. And, you know, um, speaking of not addressing the root cause and um, it's, you know, 
making the discussion about this is a cultural problem. This is not a gun problem because if people don't have guns, they're going to use anything they can if they so feel inclined to do that. There was uh, an incident in, I believe it was Scotland. Um, If we could play that. Yes. No. Here it is. So for those of you listening on radio, so there is a there was some kind of altercation between some cars and uh, they got out of their cars. This man starts chasing the other man and he pulls out like, is that a sword? That's a machete. It's a machete. He pulls out a machete over some kind, just some kind of verbal altercation. He's literally running around the street. Where's he going? He's running in this. He's running from the cops. Uh. The cops pull up at just the right time. And this dude bolts with his machete into the bushes. But imagine what, I mean, the cops showed up at just the right time. Imagine what would have happened if the cops hadn't have been there. He had a machete. People will always have access to things that can kill other people. It's insane in the UK now, the the number of knife attacks. It's absolutely insane. And what's crazy to me, one of the most infuriating videos I ever saw and stories I ever read was when it was also in the UK a few years ago when there were those two uh, like African Muslims mm-hmm. that they watched when a soldier left a base mm-hmm. and they both ha- they approached him and hacked him to death. And they were just standing around his body and gloating and nobody in the area would do anything about it. Yeah. They were just standing. Yeah. Because when you when it's bred into you that there's no self-reliance, that you do not have the power to protect yourself. Right. Then you are sitting around waiting for someone to come save you. Yeah. That's yeah. what you get. Yeah. Like and there could have been people there. I didn't see anybody else, but they probably just would have stood and watched. Right. And hoped that the cops would show up. Right. They just got lucky they did there. Right. But no one probably would have done anything. Yeah. They've been like, "Where? Oh gosh, you know." Yeah. Who, oh, who, that comes, happened. Who will save us? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't understand that mentality. I had this conversation with a guy in Israel when I was there uh, just last, mm-hmm. and he could not understand the whole Second Amendment thing. And I was trying really? to explain it. He, he couldn't. And we were on the Gaza border. And I was like, what do you, I was like, so, so you're, <laughs> you, you're, you're, you feel safe here? He goes, yeah, we have the IDF. I'm like, okay, so what if the IDF hmm. wasn't on the border? What would you do? We'd, we, I'd call in the IDF. Oh, really? Well, maybe. what about when you have to wait for them to get there? They're, yeah, they're literally right there. Like they could come there. We, you are like, there are towns that are like, you know, like 900 meters from that border. Yeah. There's nothing they can do. Yeah. I was like, would they protect themselves somehow? That concept was just blowing his mind. He could not think of it because it's been bred into him. Wow. That you cannot protect yourself. You have to have someone come save you. Wow. I just couldn't. And I could not get through to him. He just could not fathom it. It was insane. It's that is very it's a it's an interesting thing that, um, you know, when you live a certain way and you don't see the other side for a while, you just it, you can't wrap your brain around how that around freedom. I guess, and how that would work. Oh yeah, it, it's it's that's it's, so sad. It's like it's like with millennials nowadays. Yeah, like they literally should be jumping on the conservative train. Absolutely, because when you think about this, it's the rebel yep. side. Yep, you know, it's like no, don't stand on my business, don't mess right. with me, don't tell me what to do. Right, their side is their parents. Right. No, I'm going to tell you what to do. Right, well, follow my orders. Yes, but they are offered free stuff. And really, who can turn down, uh, you know, free college? Free stuff all in the name of compassion. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the entitlements outweigh the, the independence, I think. I think being, I think, you know, dangling a carrot on a string 
which probably this audience would be like, that's a carrot. I don't want to eat that. But I would, for the record. <laughs> uh, dangling a carrot, you know, on a string and telling them, oh, if you vote for me, I'll give you all that free stuff, I think is it's it's more enamoring to them. So you know what that is? And that's just another crazy thing coming out of California. But we were just talking in a break about those safe injection sites. Yes. So they're off- actually offering that's opening up next month in uh, San Francisco, I believe. Yeah. A place where people can legally go and use illegal drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and that's a perfect oh, metaphor. You want to use illegal drugs? Don't use them on the street. On the street, you'll get arrested. Come in here and yeah. use them. We feel for you. They just don't want you to see the, yes. the, you know, the crap hole that they've created. They just don't want you to see it. And it's a perfect metaphor for progressive politics in general. Yeah. It's dependence. Yeah. They want to keep you dependent. Right. They don't want to do anything about their drug problem. They just want to keep them dependent, which is exactly what big government policy is all about. Keeping you dependent. Mm-hmm. That's it. Hey, all you millennials listening. (laughs) Hello. Wake up. Okay. All right. There is a really good book out now by J.A. Conrath, and it's only been available on ebooks until now. The list is now available in paperback. It is an explosive, unrelenting techno thriller. The list starts with a body and ends with a huge bang. A murder investigation uncovers a top secret genetic experiment. Detective Tom Mankowski learns that he and nine strangers have much more in common than just a mysterious tattoo. I seriously want to know what this tattoo is. I am very intrigued and I wish that I had time to read because I need to know what is the tattoo. A twisted plot. The list runs deep into the heart of the American government. One that only they can stop. When the enemy has the full force of the FBI, the police, and ruthless killers at their disposal, the enemy might just be too powerful to overcome. Dun, dun, dun. Over 2 million copies of J.A. Conrath's ebooks have been sold worldwide. And now you can get the list in paperback at your local Walmart or bookstore. To find out more, visit jaconrath.com. That is jaconrath.com. Go get it. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. I have to do this. I have to do it. All right. (laughs) I have to find my inner doc every day just to do that for you guys. (sighs) Let's see uh, what I learned today. Well, I learned something very, very, very big. (laughs) Don't stick an eggplant up your butt. Yes. That's I think that that's really all that there needs to be said. Don't stick an eggplant up. I didn't know that before today. Know it now. Done. <laughs> Jason, what did you learn today? Did you learn anything today? What did I learn today? Well, I learned that Sarah Gonzalez personally endorses and loves to shotgun Natty Light. <laughs> that's probably the that's probably the factoid of the day. I, I think I'm. Yeah, they're trying to get me to they're trying to get me to uh, relive that on camera, <laughs> and I'm thinking that's gonna be a big oh, fat no tomorrow morning. Yeah, I'm bringing some I'm not in. So sure about that. <laughs> uh, Board op Kirk, what did you learn today? What I learned today: if you call yourself the shotgunning queen, you have to post it on Twitter. A video has to be posted. I you, you, you guys are claim that. killing me. You're killing me. I, it's a former. I was a former shotgun yeah, queen. Yeah, find a former yeah. video. Can you, can you go back in your college days and find it? 
I mean, I've buried those very deeply. I don't know about that. Uh, let's see what the audience has learned, if anything, today. Todd Bender, the government doesn't fire employees for being dumb A's. The evidence is overwhelming. Yeah, well, I know. They've they've got, uh, that's called job security. Yeah, the government gives a lot of good job security. DMXDM says, harass all women as much as possible. I thought that was the Jeffy policy. <laughs> you guys poking fun at Jeffy. Uh, Lori, I'm sorry, Jason. Lori says, and with that toilet joke, I no longer have a geeky blaze crush on crush on Jason. Which to- which joke? Uh, I don't know. Maybe something about the uh, the wife coming in and opening the windows for oh. you when you come home. <laughs> sorry, Lori. Hey, it's real life, though, right? It's real life. It happens. Everybody poops. It's like cow flatulence. You, know, yeah. you can't you, you can't escape it. Exactly. Everybody poops. Uh, someone was asking earlier also about the video that we teased about the the punk kid beating up on the dude. Um, I didn't. They didn't get it for me, but I should have it tomorrow. So I'm sorry to have teased it and then not done it. Uh, but I should have that tomorrow. GD Chapel says only California can create a third world problem in a first world country. Mm. That's a great, great point. Third world problem They're, in a first world country with the highest 1% tax in the nation at 13.3%. Where is all that money going? I tell you, it's, it's staying in the government. It's staying up with the elites. They're not yes. even using it to address their problems. Well, yes, because by the way, in that little uh, water bill, there's a little clause that makes exceptions if you're, you know, rich enough to have a pool in California and, uh, you know, a nice little fountain. You're allowed to make sure that you have enough water for your pool. So it's really good that... Wait, that's a real thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, at least that's what I heard. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snarkizard. What he learned. Sweat? Snarkizard? The jackhole Pokemon? That's what, the, that's what it says. <laughs> Bill, Bill, Bill Clinton had a sexual harassment policy. If he was feeling sexual, it was time for some harassment. <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, let's see. Oh, gosh. Let's be frank in PA says, when your guest says measure the diameter, you interrupt immediately with bells. Oh. I can't. It's relief factor. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that would not have been good. I can't do that. Uh, all right. I don't know what Glenn is wearing, but I'm sure it's something very, very fashionable because Glenn is fashion friendly. He, he woke. Yeah. Is, uh, what we like to say. Yeah. He woke. So uh, be sure to tune in. We are out. We will see you guys tomorrow. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.